shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Altitude brings you the best Nuggets action all season long. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets hit the court to take on the Sacramento Kings. Make sure to watch Altitude tonight. Pre-game starting at 7, tip-off at 8. For exclusive interviews, behind-the-scenes action on your Denver Nuggets, like us on Facebook. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com. Altitude Sports, your television home for Denver Nuggets basketball. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers changing lives. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitress was just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora, off of Anna Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry and Leesdale, and downtown off Fifteenth and Curtis. KKSE Parker Denver the best sports talk all day long altitude 950 Denver's all sports station Fox Sports trending now check a week 11 in the NFL Sunday night the Eagles beat the Cowboys 37 to 9 Philadelphia's 9 and 1 best record in the league they've won 8 straight in the late action, Patriots over the Raiders 33-8 in Mexico City. New England's 8-2. and Time for the best record in the AFC. They won six in a row. Chargers beat up on the Bills 54-24. Bengals get by the Broncos 20-17. In the early action, it was the Vikings over the Rams 24-7. Minnesota's 8-2 with their sixth straight win. L.A. drops to 7-3. Overtime for the Saints to edge the Redskins 34-31. New Orleans is 8-2. They won eight in a row. Overtime for the Giants to get by the Chiefs 12-9. Kansas City 6-4 but still leads the AFC West by two games. Ravens shut off the Packers 23-0. It was the Jaguars over the Browns 19-7. Jacksonville 7-3 and leads the AFC South. Lions beat the Bears 27-24. Texans top the Cardinals 31-21. Buccaneers beat the Dolphins 30-20. I'm Eddie Garcia. We are Everyone is listening. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Yup, 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 yup. 
Get in and get heard. I'm all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis and at Outkick. Facebook.com slash Outkick the Coverage. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Never stops rolling. By the way, if you go with multiple emoticons, I will end you. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Only thing that's on my mind Here's Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As well, Duralast batteries designed to stand up to even the most extreme weather conditions. They're built with patented technology to reduce damage due to vibration and deliver the most power during startup. They're proven tough and sold only at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We have been in the zone here. Tons of big stories. To get to, let's run through them all here. My God, so much. Sometimes you come in for a show and you're like, man, I don't even know if we have one good story. This morning we have like 15 good stories. Let's hit them all right now on the jump, and then we're going to talk to my guy, uh, Lance Taylor, in the second segment here. First of all, um, the NFL playoff picture. We just ran through that a little bit. I think we're down to eight teams in the NFC, the six teams that are in the playoffs right now. The Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams, the Panthers, and the Seahawks. Those are the six teams that are in right now. And also the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons. Those are the only eight teams that I think are good enough to make the playoffs. Maybe Green Bay if at the last three weeks of the season suddenly Aaron Rodgers comes back. But I think they're going to be too far back. I think Dallas is eliminated after the ass kicking they took last night from uh, the Eagles, who got to 9-1, and one. there are a lot of good teams in the NFC. I think there are eight teams alive to make the playoffs. In the AFC, right now, if the season ended today, you'd have the Steelers as the one seed, the Patriots as the two seed, Jacksonville Jaguars would be the three seed, Kansas City, who has lost four of their last five games, would be the four seed, the Tennessee Titans, who just got blown out by the Steelers, would be the five, and now in the sixth spot are the Baltimore Ravens. Who else is even in the mix? Well, Buffalo's now tied at 5-5. Five and five. They've lost three games in a row. They brought in a new quarterback, Nathan Peterman, who threw five interceptions. They brought in Tyrod Taylor. They just got their ass kicked. I don't think that Buffalo is in the mix to make the playoffs. I don't. And then you got a bunch of four and six teams. Which of these teams are any good? The Miami Dolphins, no. The New York Jets, no. Cincinnati Bengals, maybe okay. Maybe they could end up in the mix. They've been competitive, at least in most of their games. The Houston Texans, no way with Tom Savage. Uh, the Chargers, maybe. Maybe because the Chargers, if you change two plays, could be 6-4. and four. The Oakland Raiders, no, they're dead. I don't believe they can make a run either. I think something is rotten in that locker room. I don't even know if there's any team that can even make the AFC a legitimate race. Because I think the top five teams are going to be able to pull away and easily make the playoffs. Maybe in that sixth spot we can have some interesting moves. But that's where we are right now in the NFL picture. I got a lot to talk about in terms of the college football coaching carousel, which is right now underway. As we are talking right now, Chip Kelly is potentially making the decision whether or not he wants to go join the Florida Gators or whether or not he wants to join the UCLA Bruins. And I don't know what the answer is going to be. We put up a poll question, 20,000 of you voted. It was nearly even 50-50. The Florida Gators sent a team of six people up to New Hampshire to make the case, including their athletic director and five other people on the hiring committee, to make the case to Chip Kelly to join the Florida Gators. But now the word is that Chip Kelly wants to wait and meet with UCLA, which probably fired Jim Mora Jr. because 
they knew they needed to make an action in a heartbeat in a hurry if they wanted to go get Chip Kelly. So now what does Chip Kelly do? Does he take the UCLA job or does he take the Florida job? In addition, on the coaching search, John Gruden still in the mix at Tennessee. What happens there? We don't know for sure. We also don't know when is Nebraska going to fire Mike Riley? When is Arkansas going to fire Brett Bielema? I am told this. There's a very good chance that Kevin Sumlin, or actually I'm told that Kevin Sumlin is done at A&M no matter what happens in the game against LSU. Kevin Sumlin right now 7-4 and four on the year in year 6 at A&M. I am told he is done, but we'll have other options at big five major schools. We'll see which schools those are and where his options are exactly because he's been pretty successful at Texas A&M over the years. In fact, he's won more games at Texas A&M than Dan Mullen has at Mississippi State. I am told that Jimbo Fisher, due to personal issues in Tallahassee, is very likely to take the Texas A&M job as a result. That would theoretically open up the Florida State job. I am also told, based on conversations I'm having, that there is a very good chance that there is going to be a decision made to allow uh, uh, Gus Malzahn to leave Auburn. If Auburn loses to Alabama this weekend, that Gus Malzahn may go back home to Arkansas. He was in Springdale, Arkansas as a high school coach when Houston Nutt hired him, when he got Mitch Mustaine and also uh, the, uh, the wide receiver there to come to Arkansas. Meanwhile, also on top of that, there is talk that uh, that that he would take that job and it would open up Auburn. So I am told the multiple conversations I was having over the weekend that this is going to be the most active college coaching carousel that we have ever seen. That's the latest on all of those stories based on conversations I was having over the weekend. Again, wouldn't be shocking to see Gus Malzahn go to Arkansas if he loses to Alabama and or loses the SEC title game and is not coaching in the college football playoff. Would not be surprising at all if Jimbo Fisher leaves FSU and goes to Texas A&M. Major decision to come. Told you for a while that I thought the Florida Gators had narrowed in on Chip Kelly as their top target. Now UCLA is doing the same. Which way does Chip Kelly go? Does he go west to UCLA or does he go south to Florida? One factor to roll here. The Gators are a Nike school based on that relationship with Chip Kelly, with, uh, Phil Knight and Nike. Could that help to sway Chip Kelly in any way? As if that were not enough. All those stories going on. How about the fact that Marshawn Lynch sits for the United States national anthem, then stands for the Mexican anthem? Unbelievable. If I owned the Raiders, if I was Mark Davis, I would cut Marshawn Lynch right now. The president has also tweeted about it, but I tweeted last night, you can't go overseas and stand up for a foreign national anthem like Mexico in a country with no human rights, with no human rights, with totally corrupt police where millions of people are fleeing on a regular basis to the United States to try to get here and tell me that you're going to stand for the Mexican national anthem and sit for the United States national anthem. I would cut Marshawn Lynch, who simply is not good enough to be able to justify coming back in. That, to me, is a no-brainer. Also, fallout. Unbelievable. MSESPN and all of the left-wing sports media have decided that Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch is evidence of white privilege. I'm not even making this up. People trying to make the argument that Baker Mayfield grabbed his crotch and he's not getting the same criticism that a black player would. People on Twitter making this argument to me. You guys are idiots. 
Baker Mayfield grabbed his crotch. It's no big deal. The trash talk was a response to the fact that the Kansas Jayhawks wouldn't shake his hand before the game, and they were cheap-shotting him actually in the game. Baker Mayfield didn't do anything wrong at all in the grand scheme of things. Grabbing your groin is not a big deal. Marshawn Lynch has been doing it for a long time. Michael Jackson made a freaking career out of it. This is not a big deal. This is an example of what I'm always telling you is agenda-driven journalism. People look at it and say, oh, what if Baker Mayfield were black? Well, I'm telling you, it wouldn't be a story. It's not a story regardless of what race Baker Mayfield is. This is an example of the left-wing sports media trying way too hard to use this as a sports story. It is not a sports story at all. Jameis Winston, in terms of a race story, Jameis Winston under investigation for another sexual assault. He may well have gotten away with rape at uh, Florida State based on the way that the FSU uh, police and the Tallahassee police handled this initial investigation of his rape charge. Now he is accused of groping a woman during an Uber ride in Scottsdale, Arizona. We'll see what the NFL ends up doing here. They are investigating it according to a BuzzFeed report. Jameis Winston, of course, denies that he did anything wrong at all. It is interesting to point out that Ryan Fitzpatrick is now 2-0 and as a starter for the Buff- uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston was 2-6 and before he left with an injury. And our boy Jim Harbaugh, a.k.a. the most overrated coach in America, lost again to Wisconsin. There are now 11 teams al- alive for the national title. We'll spend some time tomorrow talking about that as we get ready for the latest in the college football playoff rankings. But let me give you those 11 teams right now that are still alive to be among the four college football playoff teams. There are three in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn. There are two in the Big Ten, Wisconsin, who's still undefeated at 11-0, and and unbelievably Ohio State, who is 9-2. and there are potentially two in the Big 12. Oklahoma, who's sitting at 10-1 and one and plays West Virginia this weekend. West Virginia is without their quarterback, Will Greer. That should be an easy Oklahoma win, would get them to 11-1. and one. Then they would row in, roll into a totally unnecessary Big 12 title game and probably play against TCU if TCU can beat Baylor. If TCU beats Oklahoma in that Big 12 title game, I think 11-2 TCU could also be in the mix to make the playoff over Oklahoma. But at the end of the season, Oklahoma would be the unquestioned champ if you didn't need a Big 12 title game, which they don't. ACC, probably going to have 11-1 and Clemson, which is on the road the final week of the season against South Carolina for what should be a tough rivalry game, going up against 11-0 and Miami, which is on the road at Pittsburgh to finish off their season. Whichever team wins that game is certainly in the playoff. Potentially the loser could be in the playoff as well. And finally... In the Pac-12, all you USC Trojan fans waking up on the West Coast this morning, starting off your day with us, I don't believe you're actually out of the national title mix at all. You've got a bye week now. You will play the winner of Washington, Washington State if it's Washington State. Otherwise, if it's Washington, you will play Stanford. If USC can get to 11-2 and or, frankly, if Washington State can get to 11-2, and still an outside chance that that team could make the Pac-12 title game. That is a bundle of a bunch of different stories that we all hit top of the morning to you as you wake up on the West Coast and as you wake up across the country for Thanksgiving week. So much to get to. Let's get to my guy, 
Lance Taylor. He's going to join us on the flip side here at the Lance Taylor on Twitter, Twitter 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. What does he think about the college football playoff picture as well as the NFL playoff picture? Would he do what I do, would do? I would cut Marshawn Lynch if I owned the Oakland Raiders today. I would say protesting the U.S. national anthem in the United States is one thing. Standing up for the Mexican national anthem while sitting down for the United States national anthem, you ain't good enough, Marshawn Lynch. The Oakland Raiders football team is broken. They've fallen apart this year. Something is rotten inside that locker room. Maybe to fire the whole coaching staff, but I would start by cutting Marshawn Lynch, sending a message to the team, this guy's not good enough to be creating the distraction that he is. You can't go overseas, stand up for the Mexican national anthem where human rights violations are rampant, where millions of people are are fleeing on a regular basis to get to the United States and then sit for the United States national anthem. Not happening on my team. If I were Mark Davis and I had any balls at all, if I were his owner, I would cut him right here and now his relationship with the Oakland Raiders as a 31-year-old running back averaging four yards a carry and just having four touchdowns so far on the season. He's easy to replace. He's a bad influence. He's bad for the culture of the locker room. He would be gone off of my team. 877-996-6369. If you're willing to sit through an interview, we'll take your calls at the end of the uh, at the end of the show here. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanksgiving week. Here on Outkick the Coverage, up next, the college football and the NFL playoff picture. Who's still alive? Who's out? We'll ask Lance Taylor what he thinks about that next on Outkick the Coverage. Hey, hey, hey. It's college football. College football. He races into the end zone for an 89-yard touchdown. It's all your college football action. Unhits the wagon and puts the ponies in the board. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Here are some helpful car tips you might not know about. If your tires are stuck in the snow, use your floor mats for extra traction. And for perfect garage parking, hang a tennis ball so that it touches your windshield and you don't plow through your backyard. Finally, here's another thing you might not know that's also really helpful. TrueCar also helps you buy used cars. That's right, TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. Here's something else you might not know. TrueCar users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. When weather hits, the right wiper blades make all the difference. That's when the Michelin Man is on your side, helping you see better and drive safer with new Michelin Premium Wiper Blades. Designed with exclusive SmartFlex technology or frameless beam design, Michelin Blades flex to the curve of your windshield, giving you unparalleled, streak-free, long-lasting, all-season performance. So when the going gets tough, be ready. 
Michelin Premium Wiper Blades. It's a difference you can see. Available at Walmart and other fine retailers. First you have the crash, then the doctor's visits, then the pain, medications, limitations, and then comes the fight with the insurance company. How do you get on an even playing field? Use the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. AutoZone presents the oil change. Regular oil changes protect your engine from wear and tear, helping your car roll well beyond the 100,000 mile mark. Right now, save on five quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic or High Mileage and an STP Extended Life Filter for $26.99 or upgrade to a Mobile One Filter for $3 more. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner. Let's get you what you need. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the AutoZone. Hi, it's Drew Goodman. There is one road that will always remain the same. It is familiar, it is comfortable, and its destination is somewhere we never quite left. It's the road home. Make your road home a memorable one this year by starting your holiday season at Shop BMW for the Road Home Sales Event. From the iconic 3 Series starting at $299 a month to the attention-commanding X6, there are more models than ever featuring X-Drive all-wheel drive technology. Shop BMW. One price, one person, one hour. Sam's number three is delicious. You know, the atmosphere, the people, the food, everything's just, it looked good at the table behind me, so I thought I'd try it too. Oh, wide selection. I love the menu. The waitresses and waiters here still remember me from when I was little. Oh, I'm going all-American cheeseburger today. I'm having the Greek burrito today. I come to Sam's because the alcoholic beverages are good. Sam's number three in Aurora, Havana, Parker, and Glendale, off Cherry Creek in Leedsdale, and downtown 15th and Curtis. <laughs> oh, I said you can't come here and not like the food. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely, completely changed our lives. For ADHD, dyslexia, and other processing disorders, Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800 800- 877-5500 or go to brainbalance.com. Six in a row. Do we need a quarterback change, a coaching change, or are we just beating a dead horse? Because Denver isn't a one-horse town. Comes to McKinnon. He's going to have speed in the red weight zone. He's out of bed with the lighter stub. McKinnon in. Holds up. Shoots. And scores. Nathan McKinnon suicide. This is your home of the Nuggets and Avalanche. And it stops. Right-handed by Kenneth Marine. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. They were born to be champions. The ultimate fighter is on FS1. The best female fighters in the world compete for the inaugural title of USC Women's Flyweight Champ. Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Cool in the shade, drink a little bit of lemonade. 
Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what I want. Yo, I wanted this to be special, something more than any other feeling that you felt before. Pushing through the doors, I see girls having a good time. I might say a rhyme, old school, new school, no school rule. But other than that, everything is cool. I see guys and girls dancing, doing the new thing. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago as well. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's a confident show. I should mention something crazy that happened this morning, at least crazy in my mind. They blew up the Georgia Dome. If you are a fan of sports, their chances are that you have watched a ton of major events that have taken place inside the Georgia Dome. SEC title games, I believe Olympic events, uh, major basketball, Final Fours, the Super Bowl. Uh, whatever sport you watch, odds are you have seen a major event taking place inside the Georgia Dome. Now, I've been down to see the new Atlanta Falcons Stadium. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz uh, Arena or Stadium or whatever they're calling it down there. And it's fantastic. But I think it's a testament to the city of Atlanta. We have a lot of people who live in Atlanta that listen to the podcast and listen to the show every morning. And the fact that that city is surging and so dominant that they could just blow up the Georgia Dome. I mean, it kind of blows my mind because the Georgia Dome is a great venue. It's a lot better. The Georgia Dome doesn't exist now anymore, but it was a lot better than an awful lot of NFL stadiums that still exist where teams are playing games. That's just a sign of how rampant the growth of Atlanta's <laughs> Atlanta's economy has been. I'm going to bring in my guy Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, you've been in there with me. A lot of massive games in the Georgia Dome. I'm still kind of stunned that they decided they had to replace that place because it was a fantastic venue. Are you, I mean, it's just a sign of how much Atlanta continues to grow that they can just toss the Georgia Dome onto the scrap heap of oblivion. Yeah, it blows me away. And I said that last year, you know, when they were talking about uh, they're just going to implode this thing because, you know, Mercedes Dome is right next door to where the old side of the Georgia Dome is. Yep. It was just 51 weeks ago we were there for Alabama, Florida, the SEC championship game. And I agree with you. Um, it was a nice venue. You know, my greatest sporting moment as a fan ever was Super Bowl 34 when the Rams knocked off the Titans. Thanks. Um, you know, I, yeah, well, I was in uh, one of those end zones at the Georgia Dome and, uh, and I, I think I've been to the last 20 SEC championship games, and I've been to a ton of Falcons games and concerts. And uh, I agree with you, man. It was a great venue, and it's kind of a sad day. But I, I think it does show you, um, you know, economically how, how well Atlanta's doing. And they're hosting the college football playoff uh, you know, the title game in Atlanta in the brand-new venue. They obviously hosted the kickoff classic events, the uh, Alabama against Florida State and Tennessee against Georgia Tech games. And, look, that, that stadium in Atlanta is basically a replica of Jerry World in Dallas, which is the greatest, in my opinion, football stadium that's ever existed. Jerry Jones's stadium is, at least. Uh, we're talking to Lance Taylor. All right, LT, uh, when you look at right now, I want to get your opinion on, on this right out of the break. If you were Chip Kelly and you had to make a decision, as it appears he is likely to be doing, between taking the job in UCLA or taking the job at Florida, you've been to Gainesville, you've seen games, you know what Florida is, you used to live in Los Angeles, you know what it would be like to be in L.A., which job would you take if you were Chip Kelly? Well, to me, that's not even close. Now, the the job that makes more sense for a lot of people on a lot of levels would be UCLA because of how familiar Chip Kelly is with the Pac-12, and it seems to fit his style better. Uh, but Florida's still a top three, four, five job in college football, in my opinion. Look, Florida's been awful. 
Uh, they're going to finish outside the top 100 nationally in total offense for the sixth time in the past seven years, which is insane when you think about the athletes and you think about the old offenses we saw under Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. But if you're Chip Kelly, um, I think you got to take the Florida job. I don't even think it's close. And Chip Kelly is a guy that's got a huge ego, and obviously it didn't work out in the NFL. He had one quality year, his first for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but I think the SEC, it, it might not be the best conference in college football, but I think the perception is it's still the SEC. So I think Chip Kelly's gotten it done in the Pac-12 before, but I think his ego um, knows, you know, following guys like Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier, it makes more sense for him to go to Florida. Yeah, well, I think the way you have to think about this if you're Chip Kelly is you've done everything but win a championship in college. You've played for the championship with uh, Oregon against Auburn. You have left the, your program in such good shape that they played for another championship with Marcus Mariota against Ohio State. To me, he has to want to win a championship. And I think it's easier to win a national championship at Florida by far than it is to do it at UCLA. doesn't mean you can't do it at UCLA, but to me, you have to be able to think about where it's easier to win. I don't know which direction he's going to go. I think it's a little bit ominous for Florida Gator fans that they basically rolled out the red carpet for him and came back without him on the plane. Because I think there's a lot of people out there who would say, you know what, uh, we want Chip Kelly and we want him introduced now. now. LT, I'm hearing that Jimbo Fisher is likely to leave and go to Texas A&M and that if Gus Malzahn loses the Iron Bowl, if Auburn loses to Alabama, that he's likely going to go to Arkansas based on people that I am talking to. Which of those do you think is more surprising? Do you believe either of them? Because this time of year, the coaching carousel season, it's a lot like the NFL draft where everybody's out there spinning, everybody's trying to do the best for their clients. So sometimes there are misperceptions or untruths that end up in the common discussion points. Do you believe both those stories or not? Well, I've heard both, and I do believe both. I think both are uh, – I don't want to say Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher is insane because, you know, change of scenery. Some people need that in their lives. And Jimbo Fisher, a guy that was an assistant at Auburn LSU, um, a guy that worked under under Nick Saban, very familiar with the SEC. So, you know, I think it would be a really, really good move for Texas A&M. Now, you do look at this. Um, his Jimbo Fisher's post, post-Jameis Winston record is awful. Um, you know, and I think it's easy to win with an elite quarterback. I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher is not a good coach. I think a lot of people would consider him a top five, definitely a top ten coach. Um, but obviously it's been a rough year. Uh, personally, I think it's been a couple of rough years for Jimbo Fisher. Maybe he just wants to get out, out of Tallahassee. And, and that's the an thing easy. is. Let me say that before we keep going any further. He had a divorce. And the divorce, yeah. I mean, it, it, like a lot of people who get divorced, it's not like he has, you know, necessarily the same feelings for the city that he did beforehand. That's common for a lot of people, right? If you get divorced or you break up with somebody that you're in a really serious relationship with, suddenly the rose-colored glasses that you previously viewed where you lived under are not necessarily all the, all the memories are not as good. So that's one of the imp- – it's not entirely a football decision for Jimbo Fisher based on people I've talked to. Yeah, I think it would be easier to uh, pull up stakes and, and get out of Tallahassee now for Jimbo Fisher. Uh, but you got to remember, and I, I don't know if the numbers are true, but I've heard he's got like a $40 million buyout, yeah, something that, totally insane. That is if he is fired by Florida State. I talked to people, and they said his buyout, if he decides to leave, is nowhere near that. So in other words, he got an uneven buyout situation. It's almost impossible for Florida State to buy him out. Uh, and say, okay, we don't want you anymore, but his buyout is not in any way 
a major issue for Texas A&M, which is a bunch of people shared me this on Twitter. Texas A&M has the seventh largest endowment of any university in the country, over ten billion dollars. That's built to billion with a uh, that's billion with a B. And uh, the only school that plays major college football and has a bigger endowment is Texas. So that kind of puts into perspective where that money could come from for A&M. Well, and I, I would assume that A&M would make him the highest paid coach in college football because you talk about those dollars and if he's going to make that kind of move uh, to go from Florida State where he's already won a national championship. Now, the fact is, if Texas A&M just got to an SEC championship, if they just won the SEC West, he would be basically a god there. So there's a lot of things that he could do in College Station that haven't been done before. So that's not going to surprise me at all. On the other side, I mean, Gus on to me, look, and he's still got an opportunity to do some special things. If they win this weekend in the Iron Bowl, uh, then they control their own destiny to go to a college football playoff. And that would be, you know, just five years ago in his first year, he played for a national championship. Since, it's been very average. Now, he loses to Alabama and then loses the bowl game. He's sitting there at 9-4. and four. Um, and it's another typical Gus Malzahn year. Uh, so my, my question would be, if you're an Arkansas fan, how excited are you about getting Gus Malzahn? Look, I know he coached there in, in, in the high school level. He knows a lot of the high schools. He's got a lot he, of He ties. was the offensive coordinator, too, and he also coached at Arkansas State. Uh, and, frankly, he's just not Brett Bielma, which has got to help a lot. <laughs> well, I get that. But at the same time, he it, it, again, if he loses to Alabama in a bowl game, it's like a lot of eight and four and nine and three seasons. Um, so to me, that's very average at a top twenty job at Auburn. What's he going to be able to do at Arkansas with less athletes? So that's that's the only thing. But but I've heard that Arkansas fans would be over the top excited about getting Gus Malzahn. Yeah, I mean, look, I think both those things are potentially likely to happen. The other thing I heard LT was that this, and obviously both of those stories would confirm this. This is going to be a year where major coaches are moving. In other words, it's relatively rare where somebody who's already in a big five conference job takes another big five conference job. I think that's going to happen a lot of different places. And obviously, if, if Auburn loses Malzahn to Arkansas, and if FSU loses Jimbo Fisher to A&M, that opens up a couple of more really big jobs, right? Because those are FSU job and the Auburn job are both massive. Yeah, and look, and I think Dan Mullen's one of these guys that's going to leave. Uh, you know, whether or not he goes to Tennessee or wherever the destination is, and A&M is another one that's been mentioned. Are you sold uh, on Dan Mullen? I am. I mean, I, I think Dan Mullen, look, has just done, look, and I know they went through the motions this week and they were able to survive Arkansas, but, I mean, he has done great things. He's the greatest coach in Mississippi State history, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means indeed. Do you believe, so you believe in Dan Mullen. What about Kevin Sumlin? Because I talking to people who say Kevin Sumlin and, and A&M's relationship is broken. Doesn't even matter what happens in that LSU game. Based on last, hit, last several years of history, it seems likely that A&M loses that game. But even if they win and get to eight and four and Kevin Sumlin gets to five and three in the SEC West, I am told that relationship is fundamentally broken. Now, obviously if Chip takes Florida, I think UCLA probably comes after Kevin, Kevin Sumlin pretty aggressively. They've tried it before, and they have that relationship. What do you think Kevin Sumlin's legacy at A&M is, and how viable of a candidate at other major conference schools would you view Kevin Sumlin? You know, he's, he's such a likable guy, Clay, but I just don't know how good of a coach he is. You know, Johnny Manziel, another one of these elite quarterbacks that makes an average coach look a lot better, and UCLA saw Kevin Sumlin – Kevin Sumlin up close and personal this past year when he had the complete meltdown week one Labor Day. Um, I wouldn't be excited about Kevin Sumlin. Look, he was really good at Houston, but everybody that coaches at Houston is really, really good. 
Um, he seems more of a group five guy to me, maybe a, an offensive coordinator at a big-time school. But um, I, Kevin Sumlin running my program, uh, to me, he really underachieved at A&M. And again, very likable guy, but I wouldn't be excited. Jameis Winston, you follow the NFL. You follow Jameis Winston closely. If this Uber story is true, after he potentially got away with rape and all of the mess that followed that, he settled a civil lawsuit, he paid out millions of dollars in damages probably to this uh, alleged victim, and all of the mess that came from that story. If this is true and he groped an Uber driver, is this guy all-time dumb? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I, I've always said there's something off um, as a Rams fan, but I know they were kind of in the mix years ago for maybe Jameis Winston. I didn't want him. Don't want this guy to be the face of my franchise. Again, I think there's something off. Obviously, he's a, he's a big-time talent, um, but if this does come out true, I mean, I, I, yeah, all-time dumb. I don't even know what you say. And I guess the good news for Tampa is his final year of his contract's coming up, so you get to make a decision whether or not you want him to be the face of your franchise. Again, um, it, it really hasn't worked out. I mean, this is a team sitting at four and six right now, but they've actually won back-to-back games with Ryan Fitzpatrick as, a, as their starting quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, all-time dumb. I agree with you. Or about Baker Mayfield, speaking of all-time dumb. Like, I don't see the crotch grab as that big of a deal at all. I didn't see the planting the flag as that big of a deal either. I want my quarterback to be a fiery guy. Maybe he sometimes crosses the line. But when they didn't shake his hand before the game and they cheap-shotted him during the game, to me, Kansas was behaving in a way where, yeah, maybe you just want to beat their ass and you don't want to also grab your groin <laughs> as a part of it. But I didn't have any issue with this. I don't think it's a major story. I think Baker Mayfield is the runaway Heisman Trophy winner. What did you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I mean, maybe a little over the top. And I know Lincoln Riley came out afterwards, and they both talked about it was such a tippy game. and. He's got to be able to hold his emotions a little more in check. But, you know, Kansas kind of got into this themselves when they didn't want to shake his hand at the beginning of the game. So they kind of set the tone for this. Um, this is unfortunate for Baker Mayfield. He got caught on camera. I'm sure a lot of this stuff happens and we never see it. But I agree with you. I mean, I don't know um, how you actually um, put anybody else at top of your ballot right now. Baker Mayfield's running away with this thing. He's still got, got to finish the deal. But, you know, they win the next couple of games. Uh, they're going to be securely in the college football playoff. And once again, he'll at least be in New York. But I think he's your runaway Heisman winner right now. We're talking to Lance Taylor at the official of Lance Taylor at the, sorry, at the Lance Taylor on Twitter, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Who wins the Iron Bowl? Uh, it's a great question, Clay. I, this is weird. If the, if the number was, the number's like perfect right now. It's sitting at Alabama four. If it was a little bit higher, I would say definitely Alabama. If it was a little bit lower, I would say Auburn. You see how that money dictates the direction I go. I'm going to lean Alabama. I think we were way too knee-jerk on one weekend, and that one weekend being the Auburn destruction of Georgia and Alabama really struggling in Starkville against Mississippi State, which is a top-15 team. Alabama's extremely banged up, uh, especially at the linebacker position, but I still think Alabama on the road finds a way to win this game. You pay attention to everybody in college football like I do. There's a lot of talk that it- – Ohio State at 11-2 and two could potentially end up back in the playoff picture if things broke their way. I want to ask you this. 11-2 Ohio State versus 11-2 USC, who wins the Pac-12. Am I crazy to say that if I look at those two resumes, I think that USC is every bit as good, if not better, 
than Ohio State's resume? I mean, to me, when I look at this, let me give you my quick argument. If you look at the losses, all right, USC has one bad loss on the road where they got dominated. So does Ohio State. Unlike Ohio State, USC's was at least against a really good team in Notre Dame, whereas Ohio State got blown out by Iowa. And if you look at their other losses, USC potentially would have an opportunity to vanquish one of those if Washington State beat Washington. Otherwise, they get a nice win over Stanford, whereas uh, the other loss that Ohio State has is Oklahoma, which has absolutely no, you know, to me, if you come back and win your conference, you kind of vanquish the loss that you had in that conference. So uh, especially in, in that kind of situation, am I crazy to say that SC maybe at 11-2 and two is being overlooked some compared to 11-2 and two Ohio State? Yeah, look, I think the resumes are there because you're right. Two top 15 losses for USC and Washington State, a game they never should have lost, and then they did get destroyed by Notre Dame. But that was a close uh, loss on the road Friday night for USC, too. Like, it was a crazy game in Pullman, but they could have won. Well, a couple of things. I mean, we know Ohio State's got the better brand right now. We saw that. It was it was evident last year when the college football playoff committee left out Penn State, who won, not only beat Ohio State, but won the Big Ten. But Ohio State still gets in, in front of Penn State. So Ohio State's a bigger brand right now than USC. I'll say this, and you know I, I, I back USC. I don't, I don't miss any of their games. Um, USC would not be able to uh, – they couldn't stand up with Ohio State. Ohio State's really inconsistent. We all know that. A couple of things. Uh, the coaching would be a mismatch when you go Urban Meyer to Clay Helton. And then the other thing, when you look at, at Dobbins and Weber, uh, their ability to run the football in USC. But I agree with you. I think when you look at the resumes, you can make a strong argument for USC – but I think on a neutral neutral field, I think Ohio State would probably run them off the field. Last question for you. You mentioned earlier you're a huge Rams fan. Any reason for nervousness with the way the Vikings game went? Yeah, well, I kind of knew that was my favorite game going into yesterday. I like the Vikings minus the one and a half. And uh, the Rams have got a really difficult second half of the season coming up uh, as far as schedule. I mean, they've got New Orleans. Uh, they've got Philadelphia. they got to go to Arizona. they got to go to Seattle, a team that already beat them in the Coliseum. This is going to be tough. you got nine quality teams battling for six spots in the NFC. I don't know if the Rams make the postseason. I mean, the good news is no Cam Chancellor and no Richard Sherman for the Seattle Seahawks, and we'll see how they play tonight against Atlanta at home. Um, but I think it's really scary for the Rams right now. Who do you like tonight in Monday Night Football? Um, I am going to lean Seattle at home. Um, again, though, when you look at it, and Matt Ryan gets dialed in against a really depleted secondary, it could be a long night for the Seahawks. But I'm going to lean the Seahawks, and I think that might be a reversal jinx, uh, just hoping they lose the game. Have a good Thanksgiving week, my man, and enjoy the Iron Bowl. I know it's always massive down there in Bama. We will, Clay. Talk to you soon, man. Bye. That, that's Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. Let me bring in my guy, Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking in the world sports. Well, Clay, let's look at the games to note from Week 11 in the NFL. Sunday night was the Eagles beating the Cowboys 37-9. Philadelphia is down 9-1, best record in the league. They've won eight in a row. For Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott had four turnovers, three interceptions, and a fumble. In the late action, the Patriots beat the Raiders 33-8 in Mexico City. New England's 8-2. They are tied with Pittsburgh for the best record in the AFC. They've won six in a row. Tom Brady had three touchdown passes. Chargers beat the Bills 54-24. L.A.'s defense intercepted rookie quarterback Nathan Peterman five times in the first half. The loss drops Buffalo out of a wild card spot. The Ravens move into that spot thanks to a 23-0 win in Green Bay over the Packers. 
Overtime for the Saints to beat the Redskins 34-31. That's eight straight wins for New Orleans. They're eight and two. Vikings over the Rams 24-7. Minnesota's eight and two. They've won six in a row. LA drops to seven and three. Jaguars over the Browns 19-7. Jacksonville seven and three on top in the AFC South. Clay, this report's brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Good stuff, my man. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Final segment of the show up next. Who do we think's in the playoff mix in the NFL? Who's in the mix in college football? And not going to believe what our president has said about Marshawn Lynch. All that to finish next on Outkick, the coverage. We're full. Let's get kinky. Well, let me have it. We're in your face. I just like to do in-your-face sports talk. We're action-packed. Let's do it. We're sports, damn it. Thank you for joining. Do you know who we are? Yes. The way I see this is. What do you want me to say? I agree with everything you just said. We are. are. Uh Uh-oh. Fox Sports Radio. When your car's check engine light turns on, it's like an interference call. Interferes with your rhythm, your day, your comings and goings, and you better find out what caused it to keep going. So if your check engine light comes on, head to AutoZone. Their fix finder tool can check it on the spot for free. It could be something serious or something simple, like a loose gas cap. You'll even get a MyZone health report that can help diagnose the problem. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Ow, ow. Yep, you guessed it. I'm a speed bump, so I've got one job. I slow you down. So imagine how I feel about Geico, who does way more. Like, not only could they save you money on car insurance, but they've been around for over 75 years, giving people fast and friendly claim service. Ow, ow. Plus, they got a nifty mobile app that gives you 24-7 access. Ow, ow. Just doing my job, buddy. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing much more than just a rate. Let me ask you, does calling the company with the best client service in America, with 11 J.D. Power Awards to prove it, matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative, client-focused technology, matter? Does calling the company with 17,000-plus team members who are helping to rebuild the great cities of Detroit and Cleveland matter? Of course it matters. No wonder our clients have made Quicken Loans America's number one online lender. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com for the best mortgage experience on earth. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. I'm Chris Walls, and I'm a truck driver from Missouri. For 13 hours a night, I sit in my truck and I drive. Out of boredom, I'll stop and eat. If I'm not doing fast food, I guarantee there's a bag of chips open on my dashboard. That was all until Andro 400. I started out four months ago, and since taking Andro 400, I have dropped 45 pounds. I'm sleeping better. There's no craving. I actually don't even think about food. My knee pain went away. I've had some lower back issues, and I've noticed that that went away, and I can only contribute that to Andro 400. One thing that Andro 400 said on the radio ad, does it attack belly fat? Well, let me tell you, it did. The second month is where I saw a drastic change in the size of my stomach. I've lost six inches. This product really does work. 
So guys, if you'd like to experience similar results, then get Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435. Halloween is over. Christmas music is playing. This is the time to start planning your Black Friday Christmas shopping strategy. And when does Black Friday begin? At MedBed Chevrolet, it begins right now. MedBed Chevrolet kicks off the holiday season with thousands in savings on Chevrolet Colorado and Silverado trucks, including 4x4s and 2500s. Get 0% APR financing for 72 months on select 2017 Chevy Malibus and 2017 Chevy Trax all-wheel drives. And MedBed has low leases on all-wheel drive Chevy Equinox and Traverse. Go to MedBedChevrolet.com and click on the yellow specials button. Get Black Friday savings all month long. MedBed Chevrolet on the I-25 corridor departs the 181 ramp Castle and on I-70 in Wheat Ridge, exit Kipling, exit Ward, but exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. Examples, CV 3177 and SRP 24425 plus tax title and fees. Excludes our modern. Not all buyers will qualify. Subject to prior sales. See Medved for details. Expires 11-30-17. Six in a row. Do we need a quarterback change, a coaching change, or are we just beating a dead horse? Because Denver isn't a one-horse town. Comes to McKinnon. He's going to have speed in the red wing zone. He's got a man with the winder stug. McKinnon in. Holds up. Shoots. And scores. Nathan McKinnon scores side. This is your home of the Nuggets and Avalanche. And it's dumped. Right-handed by Kenneth Fareed. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. You're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Are you ready to enjoy this? We got a barn burner here. We have drama. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on here. Anything can happen. This is Fox. Coming up, freak. It's the sports and entertainment that you crave. I, I, I still can't get over it. Wow. 24 7, 365 days. You're adding even more drama to this. We're giving you what you need. And for the record, let me just lay it out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sports with attitude. Okay. FS1. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh huh. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Leave us the notorious just. Leave us with your lyrical thesis. We just chillin', milk 'em, pop billin', silkin', pure linen, meetin', little seeds, Malibu seed, weeds, all peas, palm trees, cats named Pablo, and milked out Diablo, the Williams. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on? car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Big decision for Chip Kelly, maybe made today, I don't know. Sometime in the next 48 hours, I would think. Does he take the Florida Gator job or does he go to UCLA? This is what Scott Strickland, the athletic director from Florida, said when he arrived and they re- and they landed after they had made a trip to New Hampshire to make the pitch for the Gators to Chip Kelly. 
we continue to have productive conversations. Okay, that's, that's how we're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, good luck and thank we, you very much. We uh, A lot of interest in the job. That is uh, the position. Yeah, I'm sure there is a lot of interest at the Florida job. I went around the horn earlier in the show. I'd encourage you to go download it on podcasts, as millions of you are doing. Outkick the coverage. You can seek it out on iTunes and all of the other different charts out there where they host podcasts. And if you just search the term Outkick, you'll find it. Here's a question. I think you guys said you thought he should go to UCLA. I think when we pulled Jason Martin and, the, and uh, Danny G and Robert out in L.A., I think he should go to Florida. I'm kind of with Lance Taylor, our last guest, because if you're Chip Kelly, at this point, the only reason to coach in college football is to win a national championship. You went 46-7 and at Oregon. You've won the Pac-12 multiple years. You put a team in a position to win a national championship. You just haven't quite done it. I think if you want to coach again in the NFL, and maybe Chip Kelly does, the best way to get back to the NFL is to do what Pete Carroll did, get to a college job and dominate. Maybe that can happen at UCLA. Maybe Chip Kelly is so confident he thinks it doesn't matter where he goes. But UCLA hasn't been very good for a long time. And so if you want to win a national championship, we know Steve Spurrier did it. We know that Urban Meyer did it twice. The Florida Gators is a program where you can easier win a national championship. And if you win a national championship at Florida, then people will come back and they'll circle back around and they'll say, man, maybe Chip Kelly deserves another chance in the NFL. Or you just coach for the rest of your life in college and you can do pretty doggone well at Florida. I think Chip Kelly can always get the UCLA job. Easy way to think about this. Chip Kelly can always get the UCLA job or a job like that in the Pac-12. Florida doesn't really come open that often. A job the quality of Florida. Florida is beyond a shadow of a doubt one of the five best jobs in America. UCLA is not in the top 25. I don't think. Especially, now maybe you think, oh, Clay Helton's not doing very well at USC. I can dominate in L.A. I think the L.A. market has become more difficult now that there's two NFL teams there. UCLA is clearly number four on the interest level, I think, in the years ahead in the L.A. media market. I think the Chargers and the Rams are going to continue to grow in interest. USC is the blue blood, old school program that everybody's going to care about. UCLA, they care about basketball. I don't think they care about football that much. So if I were Chip Kelly, if he were sitting me down, he was saying, Clay Travis, you were my agent. What advice would you give me? I would say take the Florida job, Chip. You can win a national championship easier there. Only reason you need to go back to coaching at all is to win a national championship at Florida or any other school that you take. I think Florida is the best job that's going to be available this year. Go to Florida. Plus, added benefit of Florida is you got the Nike connection. I think there's a strong argument to be made that what will happen is that Phil Knight, CEO, founder of Nike, will come to Florida and turn Florida into Oregon East. And I think that will be incredibly beneficial to Chip Kelly when it comes to recruiting and everything else associated with that. Under Armour is the presenting, uh, the, the, the clothing sponsor of UCLA. Crazy to say, but I think that could be a dispositive factor for Chip Kelly when he makes his decision. But only Chip knows. I polled you guys which job should he take. 20,000 votes, 50-50. It was evenly split. So that's that story. The other story that I think is crazy and probably will get more attention as the day goes on, our president, Donald Trump, has weighed in again on a sports-related story. And this one, I actually agree with him because I tweeted something similar last night. I can't believe that Marshawn Lynch did not stand for the American National Anthem and instead decided to stand 
for the Mexican national anthem. This is an absolute insult to anybody who has ever paid attention to human rights abuses in Mexico, to anyone who has ever fled the Mexican uh, country to live in America today, which millions of you have or your family has. Lots of you starting off your day here listening to me have done something similar. I don't blame you. If I had no uh, economic freedom, if I had no First Amendment rights and Canada had it, and I could make ten times as much money in Canada as I could in the United States with the family that I've got, I'd go to Canada. I'd do whatever it took to get to Canada. I don't blame anybody from Mexico for trying to get here. But if you're Marshawn Lynch, how in the world do you take a knee and refuse to stand for the American national anthem, but you stand up for the Mexican national anthem? It's a different caliber of disrespect. Uh, I've said that I would cut him off the team. Uh, he's not good enough. He's 31 years old. He's a running back. I think he's part of the reason why the Oakland Raiders franchise is suddenly dysfunctional, why the culture has fallen apart. I also might need to get rid of Jack Del Rio and that whole coaching staff if I was the owner of the Raiders. But I agree with what Donald Trump tweeted. Marshawn Lynch of the NFL's Oakland Raiders stands for the Mexican anthem and sits down to booze for our national anthem. Great disrespect. Next time, NFL should suspend him for remainder of the season. Attendance and ratings way down. That is Donald Trump weighing in on Marshawn Lynch. And again, I would cut him if I were the owner of the Oakland Raiders. I don't think Marshawn Lynch's talent exceeds his problems right now. It's number one rule in sports or otherwise. I would get rid of him. By the way, Donald Trump and LeVar Ball also feuding. We had Dan Wetzel on, who's been writing a lot about that at Yahoo Sports. I'd encourage you to go download the podcast. You can hear all that discussion, as well as tons of discussion about the college football coaching landscape and the college football playoff. So much. We could do six hours or nine hours of radio today. We had so much to discuss. I'd encourage you to go download the podcast. Thanks for all of you sharing this show. We have been dominating in a ratings fashion that's never been done before in this morning slot by anybody before on Fox Sports Radio. That's a credit to you guys for starting off your day with us. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for the crew out there. And, uh, man, we're going to have a loaded show again tomorrow because I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this college football coaching carousel. I think we'll have an answer from Chip Kelly before too long. Is it going to be Florida or is it going to be UCLA? Stay tuned all day to Fox Sports Radio and also stay tuned to my Twitter account at Clay Travis and to our afternoon show where I'll be continuing to discuss all of this uncertainty. Like I said, wildness coming. This has been Outkick the Coverage. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Does your supply house give you the tools you need to run your business from the office or from the job sites? Oh, well, I guess it can't all be like Ferguson. Ferguson.com gives you access to real-time inventory, apps to quickly restock your trucks, account and billing information, and shipping and delivery status right from your desktop or mobile device. And with product photos and spec sheets and personalized my list that make reorders a snap, we've made it easier than ever to do business with us whenever and wherever you want. Get started at Ferguson.com. When it comes to the holidays, the hustle and bustle doesn't stop. Well, unless your car breaks down. Whatever this season brings, it helps to have Hum by Verizon. Hum is the connected car system that assists and empowers drivers. Now you can check your car's health from your phone, get help if you're stuck on the side of the road, and if Hum detects a crash, it can automatically notify emergency services. It's a smart way to stay informed about your car and keep your family safer on the road. This holiday season, get Hum and get where you're going. Visit Hum.com or your local Verizon store for special holiday savings.
Offer now valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need some extra cash today? Do you have bad credit or maxed out credit cards? If so, turn your radio up. 45cash.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 50 different lenders. Now you can get a personal loan for up to $5,000 with any type of credit discreetly from your computer or smartphone and with no paperwork to send in. That's right. No paperwork whatsoever. Your cash will hit your bank account as soon tomorrow as our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history just have a checking account and a regular source of income go to 45cash.com and you can get the loan you need now regardless of your credit go to 45cash.com from your smartphone or computer to get the cash you need visit 45cash.com type www.45cash.com directly into the address bar That's 45cash.com. 45cash.com. This is John Elway. I joined the American financing team for one simple reason. They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000, or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. Sip, shop, and savor the season at the Denver Chris Kindle Market near the Clock Tower in downtown Denver. This free European marketplace hosted by the German-American Chamber is open daily through December 23rd. Full details at DenverChrisKindleMarket.com. I come to Sam's because it's always, you can get something different every time, and you can bring a group of people, and there's always something for everyone. Got a lot of options, and got a great reputation, and it's just a fun place to be. I've been with Sam's a long time, and the sons have carried on the tradition. Sam's number three in Aurora, Havana, and Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry, and Leedsdale, and downtown, off 15th and Curtis. They are like family to us. Sam's number three is delicious. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. KKSE, Parker, Denver, the best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. 
Live from the Altitude 950 Studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Merlat. And the man in the middle. He's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw. Make some noise. Everybody up on your feet. No one sitting in your seat. It's time to meet Vic Lombardi. Yeah. Short week. It's Thanksgiving week. Coming off a uh, rough and tumble weekend of sports here in the Mile High City. We got a lot to get to this morning, boys. Sometimes I feel like three hours is too much. On a day like this, three hours may not be enough. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show, joined by James Manchester Merillette. Wave to the crowd there, James. Hello. We've got Will Peterson in this corner, Jesse Trujillo in the studio back over there running the board along with Marty O. You'll hear from them a little bit later on. But guys, uh, let's, let's, let's chat about everything that took place yesterday. First and foremost, thank God for the Avs and their rally in Detroit. Otherwise, that would have been just Weak sauce for all of us. Yeah, I would have been bleak going 0 3 yesterday. Thank goodness for, and I'm not a NASCAR guy, Marty Truex, good old Marty in the Furniture Row Racing Team for the first time ever, guys. For the first time ever. And you know me. You, you, you saw me with the Mustang. I don't even know what a carburetor is. Yeah. Okay. For the first time in my life, my adult life, I turned the channel from a Denver Broncos football game to a NASCAR event. I turned the channel to see the end of that Marty Truex race. Now I turned it back, but I missed a good five to ten minutes of football because I went to NASCAR. That has never happened. I'm not sure if it'll ever happen again. I'm not trying to demean or diminish the NASCAR, but it's just not me. I think that's a sign of how bad and how boring this Broncos team is. Boring it- is... Predictable is a better word. Predictable. Mm-hmm. Boring's not even the word anymore. Predictable. Fourth and four with the game on the line. Am I the only one in the city of Denver or in the United States of America who knew they were going to throw a quick slant? Am no. I the only one? No, because we saw it 87 times yesterday. Uh, like and obviously the Bengals game. knew yeah. it was coming. I mean, Mike McCoy, if he wasn't already on the hot seat, that thing should be scorching. Today. Scorching. Now, I, I, I think his fate is sealed, to be honest with you. It has to be. They are so bad offensively. We had the conversations and the, and the murmurs all week about how, well, it's too complicated of an offense. Uh, yeah, that's why you should have made a, uh, a decision long ago to simplify the offense and play the most talented damn quarterback. Simplify your offense and play the most talented quarterback. Instead, The quarterback job was quote-unquote won for the second straight year because the smartest guy is able to decipher your overly complicated offense. That is poor coaching 
and, and there's no other way to explain it. This team is so poorly coached. They're so out of sorts. They're such a mess. And to me, it starts with Mike McCoy because that's the side of the ball in their seven losses has been at fault in probably six of them. It's amazing how one word that was uttered Friday night at Terrell Davis's party, one word can suddenly send people crazy. The word soft, what it means to each player, each coach, each fan, any person, the definition of soft. When I say soft, I'll start with you, H.W., when John Elway referred to his team that they've gotten soft, what comes to mind? Well, I think it's an insult. I mean, it was a Hail Mary from number seven to try to motivate this team. It was a Hail Mary to try to get them to win yesterday and get them back into an AFC playoff race where nine and seven could get you a spot. But instead, it ticked his team off because, uh, and I heard Ryan Harris talking about this on the Orange and Blue yesterday, and he played at the highest level. Insult isn't a motivator, right? How can you possibly be motivated by being insulted by by your boss? I mean, every once in a while you need a hard kick in the butt. I get it. But to call growing men who play football, a lot of whom won a Super Bowl two years ago, soft, just pissed them off in a way that wasn't going to make them play harder. I don't think think he was – see, I don't think he was trying to motivate, and you're going a little snowflake on me. Yeah, you and you, Ryan are both you're yeah. both called snowflake. You think, you, so Brandon Marshall's a snowflake. Chris no, Harris is a snowflake. I'm going to describe to you what he meant by the term. No, he was trying to motivate. He, Mo- he was trying motivate. to motivate. They're three and six. The season's over. Oh, I think going I think, into the game. I, I, they're four and six this morning. We're talking about how they can make the playoffs. He was trying to motivate. I'm going to tell you what he meant by it and how it did not just. He, he didn't mean it just for the players. That was a that was a shot at his coaching staff. In himself, to be honest with you, as much as anybody. It was not a shot. He used himself. the word we. Well, how do you know this? How do you know? You, you, you say that and you, you, you know this like, why? How do you know he wasn't taking the shot at If he was taking a shot at himself, he would have gone up there and said, and you know what? I need to take responsibility too because I've drafted poorly. He did say that. He said, I've drafted poorly. Did you hear the entire sound? I, I did. I, I missed the I've drafted poorly. Let's see if we can find it. Okay. So you're telling me that not everybody's on board, that he's singling out the players and that he's going to sit up in his box. It was boxes. a shot at the coaches too. Okay. I don't doubt it. Um, what about this notion? He's right. He's a hundred percent right. This team was marshmallow soft when they went to Philadelphia, laid down and got their ass kicked. That was a soft football yeah. team. How many turnovers has this defense forced? Turnovers come from flying around, playing hard, playing at a, at a, at a, with a level of intensity where you're above your opponent. How many turnovers did they force yesterday? I, I get it. They gave up 190 yards, but how many plays did they make? This team is soft. The coaching staff is soft. The players are soft. I get it. Nobody likes to, to hear the boss insult the, uh, the employees, but sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's right. And when you've lost six straight games, there's really no other it's way to... It's hard to accept the truth. They're soft. But it's not just the players is what I'm getting at. Okay, it's but... It's not just the players. And and I can understand, just to tell you, H.W., I, I can feel for those players who are playing hurt and then being told oh, that they're soft. You know what, Brandon, I'm, I'm tired of Brandon Marshall and his act. And now we're going to make injury excuses for him. They kept the wrong middle linebacker. It's on John Elway for the fact that, you know what, who Malik Jackson had a little edge, right? He had a little edge. He'd get you a 15-yard penalty, seem like, every single week. But if you're going to get rid of the guys who aren't soft, yes, it's on you that you're soft, but it still makes your team Well, hold on a second. You just just pinpointed somebody. T.J. Ward was a guy who had a little edge. He's gone. Of the two middle linebackers, Danny Trevathan or Brandon Marshall, which one had a little edge? 
Danny Trevathan. Okay, fine, but you're still you're still skipping something here. If I told you, because I know this for a fact, and it's not public knowledge, Brandon Marshall's played the last four weeks with a torn rotator cuff in his shoulder, the same injury that forced Martellus Bennett out of Green Bay willingly. And he's played through that pain when clearly with the season over, he can walk into the locker room and say, I'm out, and he hasn't. So if you're labeling him soft, I, how's that soft? How's that a soft? I mean, the guy's playing with one arm. I, I think I don't think you have to be 100% soft on in every single way. You don't think this team is soft? Yes, Wait, what, I agree what did with Brandon you. What Marshall but, do in the first but, six but weeks of the year I, before what, he had this excuse? What did he do in the first what, six what weeks? I'm telling did he you, I get, I'm telling you why certain players interpret that uh, term differently. And why you can't take it personally. That's all I'm saying. If you're Brandon, if you're Chris Harris, if okay. you're anybody in the team, when you're Nick. called soft by your you can't take it personally. It is a word that is used for the team to motivate everybody. Okay, but here's and, and this isn't Terrible just motivated. this season. This is this isn't just this season, okay? If you're a soft football team, you have an offensive line that goes out there and gets their Butt kicked on national TV by Justin Houston, play after play after play, and you do nothing about it. Nothing about it. Ty Sambrilo last year, definition of soft. Now look, I felt a little sorry for the kid that A, they didn't get him the hell out of the game, and B, they didn't give him a tight end to help him out on that side. But if you're not soft and that's happening to you, you are taking a guy to the ground by any means necessary. You are not letting him hit your quarterback Play after play after play after play. This is a team that doesn't have any edge. They don't. They're soft. I'm sorry. You know what? Here's something you're not going to hear from me very often. John Elway was right. This team is soft. Did you happen to watch the Nuggets game last night on the road in L.A.? Did you happen to hear Bill Hanslick at halftime assessing the Nuggets' performance? Yeah, Hans called the Nuggets soft on your guys' broadcast last night. You said, well, that's a theme in town right now. Now, I don't know if I completely agree with Hans, but calling them soft, I mean... They have road problems right now. We can be fair about that. They have issues on the road. Different team on the road. It's just amazing. It's almost, it's, it's a social experiment here. How a word like that, which is not a four letter word by any means, it is literally, but it's not a curse word, how it can apply and mean so many different things and why people take offense to it. The word soft. Is there a label, another label in sports that hurts a player deeper, cuts deeper than that word? Obviously maybe not. not. Obviously and, not. And so be it. But you know what? Hey, you're down twenty to seventeen football in your hands and you can't make a play. You can't even get a first down. Soft. Mentally soft. You're at home, football in your hands, plenty of time to go tie the game, and you can't do squat. Can't do anything. Real That's quick. Soft. I have to clear something up. I actually agree that they are soft. Mm-hmm. My whole point was that it was a terrible motivation tactic from John Elway to call them soft. But I don't want to get painted as, oh, don't call them. They are soft. I'm agreeing with you on that. I just thought Elway saying it at a Friday night thing that was meant to be ceremonial and in, yeah. in a celebratory mood for him to say it that night. And then Vic goes to the Nuggets game and interviews Brandon Marshall courtside. And Brandon Marshall goes, I'm not soft. It just set a bad sure. tone going into a game that could have saved their season 
based on the but, standings but, but and what you, happened. You understand how this works? Like those are two different Vic, distinctions. And I'm blaming exactly. Vic. See that that's why this is this echo chamber in the media. So a guy's asked a question at a public outing. He's honest because we want honesty, right? Mm -hmm. And he refers to it as we, not they. He didn't say the players are soft. He never said that. Go back and look at it. He said we. We as a team are soft. So a guy is honest, and suddenly we blame him for being honest. We blame him for trying to say what what he believes is true. And then what happens? Guys like me, whack jobs, start asking players. The players, they fight back, and boom, here you go. By the way, Friday... Uh, I couldn't take enough clothing off. It was so freaking hot in here. I need like a mit some mittens and a stocking cap. Am I the only one that's freezing? Are you going through menopause? I think I might be. I am freezing in here today. Our piping hot taste. It's pretty cold. It's freezing. It's pretty cold. I was going to go through this whole soft routine, but my goodness. Maybe I'm soft. Action. Yeah. <laughs> the reaction. I never said the they weren't soft. I said locker room. Dumb comment for Elway Unbelievable. Uh, by the way. Dumb. Uh, again, dumb in what respect? He was dumb. trying to motivate him, and he did the exact opposite. Uh, he pissed off his locker Trying to motivate him? The season was already They're three and six, dude. You got to push motivate whatever him. button you can. Motivate him? He, was just, he, he hey. answered a question. Uh, what's remember, motivation in your world? Jesse, we should go back in the archives in like late August and see if we can find that day when one of the crazy people on this show said they may win more games in the preseason than they win in the regular season. You may remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Charles Manson died yesterday and only one of us is actually upset about it. Guess which one? You got the Vic Lombardi <laughs> show right here on Altitude 950. Does the thought of more debt leave you feeling a little less jolly this holiday season? If you're worried about giving or running up credit card balance, don't be. With mortgage interest rates still near record lows, now is the time to refinance that debt into one low monthly payment. To take advantage of this, give my friends at American Finance a call, 303-695-7000, or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950 for a reason. Hey, as we head into the holiday season, one way to alleviate the crushing interest that you're paying is to refinance your home. That way you consolidate high interest debt into an even more manageable home loan. You can even look at a cash-out refinancing, allowing you to pay off. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Craigman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Craigman and Harris. The Broncos lose to the Cincinnati Bengals now at 3-7. and seven. What is left to play for over the final six games? This organization has some tough choices to make. We'll tell you what those are and what they should be. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Craigman and Harris, Altitude 950. Every weekday afternoon, 3-6, to six, only on Altitude. You haven't slept in who knows how long. You dread going to the mailbox, and you're supposed to say the word divorce. When you owe back taxes to the state of the IRS, it affects your whole life. I've been in your shoes. I'm Jack McDonough, founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions. Years ago, when I owed the IRS tens of thousands of dollars, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I had a knot in my stomach 24-7. You're probably like a lot of taxpayers. You work hard every day at your job or small business. You may own your own home and have a few bucks in a retirement account. Don't let the IRS take it all away. Blackfin 
IRS Solutions will deal with the IRS and come up with a final resolution so you can get some sleep again. I can help you because I've been there. If you're in Colorado, call the one company who has been in your shoes, Blackfin IRS Solutions. Online at blackfinirs.com. For your free in-person consultation, call 303-904-1450. 303-904-1450. That's 303-904-1450. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A couple slow spots on the drive at this point. I-225 northbound is jamming up between Parker Road and Mississippi where there's an accident off to the shoulder. Traffic is brought to you by Belco. Northbound I-25 slowing Alameda through to Auraria Parkway. Again, it's an accident off to the shoulder. 270 eastbound running slow between I-25 and York. Watch your career thrive with a local not-for-profit financial company that's been giving back to the community since 1936. Get started and learn more at belco.org slash career. Belco banking for everyone. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Jody said a lot of those things that Peyton implemented years ago are still in the system. On second to eight, this is Anderson, and the ball popped out. Ball popped out in Cincinnati, has it? Sean Williams came up with the football. That one hurt. That one led to the game-winning touchdown by the Cincinnati Bengals as the Broncos lose their sixth straight. No team starting the season 3-7 has ever made the postseason. So I know we do this every week. I know at the beginning of the week, you know, the end is near, and by the end of the week we try to build up the case that they still have a chance. They they didn't have a chance last week to make the playoffs. Now they have no chance, so let's let's get off that train. Now, there was a slight opportunity with Kansas City gagging again. Boy, you, you are boring. Did you guys watch any of the Kansas City Giants game? Yeah. My God. Awful. Oh, no. If, if this team hadn't blown three unbelievably winnable games, and that's the Giants here, it's at L.A. against the Chargers in a home game, and yesterday, they would be in Maybe not the driver's seat. Great shape. Great shape in the AFC West. No doubt. That's what makes this all that much more shameful or whatever word you want to apply. Because the the AFC West is ripe for the taking. Yep. And they're just, they're not seizing the moment at all. Which is going to lead right in to my piping hot take. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. First off, let me say this. We think we know, but we don't. We don't know what's said privately. All we know is what's said Publicly, We don't know if the coaching staff or if the front office had these heart-to-heart meetings with guys earlier in the season. So let me put that out there first. Everyone's talking about the soft comment and what it's done now and how people are offended. Does anybody in this room not agree with me that that, those comments, if given, they shouldn't have come Friday. They they should have come right after the Giants loss, in my opinion. If you want to save the season... You lose to a winless team at home after a bye week and lose the way they did? That's when we saw this starting to unravel, right? That's when it really began. So we shouldn't be offended by the name or the term soft. We should be offended that that didn't happen sooner. They didn't do something about it sooner. 
And I think when Elway uses that term, he doesn't say they. He says we. I really believe it applies to every single person in the organization. Coaching staff included. How they coach them, how the players respond to coaching. It's everybody. Certain players react differently. Did you hear the comments by Chris Harris, who now has the cachet on his resume to respond like this? Chris Harris Jr. on John Elway saying the Broncos got a little bit of soft. This is from Ryan Koningsberg. Chris says, quote, everybody in this organization is accountable for how we're playing right now. Everybody. Now, that that may come from other players. You, you roll your eyes. But Chris Harris is a little different, isn't it? Chris Harris has the rep to get away with saying that. Then you've got C.J. Anderson, who gave up that fumble that you just heard there at the beginning of the segment. Three fumbles in his career, none more costly than that one. After the game, C.J. Anderson meeting reporters with this. C.J. Mike McCoy came up to you in the locker room, Wilbur. His voice to you, Wilbur. I've been playing my ass off all year. Don't let that one play. You know, I didn't lose the game, but I, I hear Mike. I'm not, I'm not feeling that. I don't do that. Then AJ don't score. Who knows how the outcome turns? And that's just, it's on me, man. It hurts. I put my heart and soul in this. Dude was crying, man. Dude got emotional. I mean, it hit pretty hard on that guy after the game. And some of you may look at that and say, oh, they're soft. Others may look at that and say, there's a guy who really cares. There's a guy, he's going to take that home with him. He's going to wear it. It depends how you look at life, apparently. I, you know, I, I look at a player giving his all and, and letting it all out afterwards. And I applaud a guy like that personally, but that's fine. You can look at it differently and say, you can be one of the trolls on Twitter who say, get out of town. You and your fumbling, you and your crying. I, I read some of the comments under his Twitter feed. It's, it's appalling. It's embarrassing. If you're one of those guys, go ahead, have at it. Point I'm getting at, soft applies to the whole organization. But the soft label, if it's going to rile them up as it has this weekend, it should have been applied after the loss to the Giants. We should have had this discussion and this conversation. And I agree with Brandon Marshall when he says, listen, I disagree with John Elway. It doesn't mean we can't disagree. I'm allowed to disagree with my boss. There's nothing wrong with it. Now you got to prove it on the field. They just disagree. So we're making a lot out of it. But it should have happened a month ago. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. Welcome to the tanking party. I've been banging that drum for a few weeks, and now everyone and their brother wants to do it. And the good news is this. If the NFL draft were tomorrow, the Broncos would pick fourth. They've got a very good chance to get as high as third, if not even second, if the Niners can win a couple of games down the stretch. Uh, last time they picked second, they got Von Miller. So that worked out all right. Welcome to the tanking party. I know it's tough. I know it's difficult. I know it's counterintuitive, but three and 13 would do this team a hell of a lot more good than six and 10 or five and 11 would. But, the good news is we are Denver's all-sports station, and we are allowed to talk about other teams in town. And I flipped over to that Avs game yesterday in a bad, bad mood because of what the Broncos did, and it's 3-1 Red Wings, and I'm thinking, come on, Avs, come on, do, do something for us. 
and boy, did they do something. The rally down 3-2 to tie the game at 3 under a minute to go was incredible. I was watching on TV, and Mike Haynes was losing his mind. I got chills like it was late 90s, early 2000s abs all over again. They were able to get the game tied, and then in overtime, our very own Mark Mosier describes what happens. Up through center ice into the Avalanche zone. EJ trying to cut him off. Helm with a shot. It's blocked away by Johnson. Puck into the corner. McKinnon's after him. Set far side though. Turn around shot over the top of the net. Comes to McKinnon. He's going to have speed to the red wing zone. He's got a man with him. Landeskog. McKinnon in. Holds up. Shoots. And scores! Nathan McKinnon short side. He rips home the wrister. And the Avs have beaten the Detroit Red Wings in overtime by a final score of 4-3. to three. Nathan McKinnon the game tying goal. Nathan McKinnon the game winning goal. Screw it. The Broncos stink. They stink. They're terrible. Let, let's focus on what pick they get in, in April, and, and then we'll we'll dive into which quarterback they should get. They need to be held accountable. I get it. And don't get me wrong. We'll still hammer the Broncos drum. But time to get excited about the Avs. I know the Nuggets weren't good last night, but man, I had so much fun Friday night at that game watching them score 146 points. There are other teams in this town, and Altitude 950 will continue to hammer those teams and tell you what you need to know about them as both the Nuggets and Avs could be playoff contenders this season. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Guys, during his tenure, John Elway has had some famous quotes, right? There's no plan B. We want to win now. We want to win from now on. This team is soft. Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. He's had a lot of them. One of his famous ones, and it actually did serve as a motivator and actually did provide some some positive results, was pull the trigger. Remember when he told Tim Tebow to pull the trigger? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what the Broncos need to do. As well, they need to take John Elway's own advice and pull the trigger. This is a team since they won Super Bowl 50 has fallen into the trap of we have a good enough defense. We need to just have an offense that doesn't screw up. And they've tried to play conservative. They've tried to go with the safe option at quarterback. And you know what they do week after week after week? Screw up. They do. They play not to lose and inevitably they lose. The conservative approach has been the wrong approach. They need to put people on the field who can make plays, and they need to stop playing not to lose. What, what if they? What if they don't have those people? Well, I think they do, and I think we're fixing to find out. And we've already wasted 16 games last year. Well, 14. We've already wasted 10 weeks this year trying this conservative. We got a good enough defense approach. Their defense gave up 190 yards yesterday. 190 yards, and they lost. They lost. By all accounts, you give up 190 yards, you should win that game 9 out of 10 times. 190 yards at home, and they lost because they don't have an offense that can make plays. They don't have enough playmakers. Trevor Simeon, smart guy, nice guy, hard worker, can't make plays. Brock Osweiler, hard worker, nice guy, says all the right things, great professional by all accounts, can't make plays. You get the ball back with them a little under two minutes yesterday, you gotta at least get down into field goal range. Couldn't do it, couldn't get a first down. Paxton Lynch would have been the right answer long ago. He's certainly the right answer now. The Broncos have wasted ten weeks by being conservative. Please don't continue to waste any more time going down this path. It's time to pull the trigger and play Paxton Lynch. You know what the Broncos have become? 
they've become the shorts I'm wearing right now. Used to be my favorite shorts. See these fancy shorts? Take a look at these shorts. They're not fancy black shorts like no, Manchester they're not fancy. Wears, they're white shorts. See these shorts? Yeah. yeah. The gym nice. shorts. Mm -hmm. You know what happened to these shorts about two weeks ago? They shrunk. No, this this elastic band thingy mm. stopped working. I don't know how that happens, right? So it just stopped working. It no longer stays snug to my hip. So now I have to take the little rope out and I have to double lasso it like a Boy Scout or something. Do some type of Boy Scout knot in the, and it just doesn't work the same. It just, yeah, no it doesn't good. work as well. So you lose that elasticity. You lose everything. So where are we going with this? These shorts have gotten soft. Okay. The Broncos won a Super Bowl and they thought it was because they had a defense, a great defense, and they forgot that, you know what? They had a pretty damn good quarterback on that team too. I don't think they've forgotten that. I think they have. And by the way, anybody want to know John Elway's record without Peyton Manning as his quarterback? What is it now? 20 and 22. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. A lot more to discuss. Love to take your texts and your comments. A lot of people jumping on me already. We're only 28 minutes in, but that's fine. Everybody's angry when the Broncos lose. Me? I switched over to NASCAR, and I watched my old boy Marty Truex bring home a championship. That's right. Denver is now a NASCAR town. You got the Dick Lombardi Show. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station wants to know, when's the last time you played Angry Birds? It's been a while, right? Go ahead, delete that app. How about Pokemon Go? <laughs> yeah, that was huge for about 10 minutes. Go ahead, get rid of that too. And make room for the Altitude 950 app. Download that son of a gun. Our app is completely free. You get all the information you could possibly want. Where you can stream us live, catch up on podcasts, and connect with all your favorite shows all in one place. The Altitude 950 app. It's free in the app store. First you have the crash, then the doctor's visits, then the pain, medications, limitations, and then comes the fight with the insurance company. How do you get on an even playing field? Use the Bell & Pollock legal game plan. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. Become a millionaire four nights a week when you play Powerball and Mega Millions from the Colorado Lottery. Jackpots start at $40 million and only go up from there. Plus, tickets are just 2 bucks per play. It's time to start dreaming bigger than big. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. How not to be a Colorado winter hater. Have a dependable vehicle, be prepared, allow extra time. How to be a Colorado winter lover. Proudly drive a new dependable Ram truck anytime, anywhere. Ram's power and good looks are the perfect antidote for our snow season. Drive with confidence to any mountain ski area. Drive safely through any storm. The time's now to get that new Ram where I've sent friends, family, and listeners for almost 20 years. Johnson Auto Plaza. It's the Black Friday sales event. And no 4 a.m. wake-up call needed for this Black Friday. Come any day, any time this month. And save on over 350 new Ram trucks in stock. 1500s, 2500s, heavy duties, and more. There's no better truck than Ram. And no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza during the Black Friday sales event. Welcome winter with a smile. Where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E470 on Highway 85. Johnson Auto Plaza. Plaza.com.
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A delay northbound I-25 approaching Plum Creek Parkway with an accident clearing. Traffic is brought to you by Woodley's Fine Furniture. Overall, traffic is lighter than normal, but we do have slowdowns northbound I-25 as well between Alameda and Auraria Parkway because of a crash and northbound 225. Running slow, I live through to Mississippi from an earlier accident. Woodley's Furniture and Design Furniture specializing in custom upholstery, solid wood, and the most comfortable leather furniture imaginable, you will not find better built furniture than at Woodley's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. We knew after last year that we had it in us because we had so many high, high points, so many Flashes of brilliance. End of 2014, once we started to kind of figure it out, and you know, once Cole and I seen eye to eye, and was like, "Damn, you know, we we're pretty good together. We we know what we're talking about." All right, so guess that interview there is that Derek Wolf talking about the Broncos' defeat. Is that Michael Malone discussing his ejection last night? Is that Miko Rantanen going deep on the Avs rally to beat Detroit? Any of those three by chance? Nope, nope, nope. That is the champion, Marty Truex Jr., who brings home the hardware. Guys, real quick, what, what's going on in NASCAR? So they win the regular season, right? They did some type of point total. And then they have a postseason. So how many things do you have to win to become the champion? Is it just one race? Is it yesterday's race only? Is it a series of races? How does this work? No, it's points, but he had to win yesterday to get enough points to win it. Am I the only one that doesn't get why this is such a big deal here? Well, I don't understand how it works. Is it so he didn't have to finish first? Is what you're saying. Could he have finished? No, I think fifth? he had to finish first yesterday to, to assure that he would have enough points to win. Now, if every other guy in contention would have crashed in the first lap, maybe he could have won it. I don't know the exact standings going in, but if he won, he won, he would win the title and he went out and won the race. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy, dude. But I don't understand I, why this is such a big deal here. Well, because it's the only, it's the only team, Furniture Row Racing, that's not located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Great. To win a championship. Why is that they're a big located, deal for us? Because the, they're located here. They're right there. They're right there. You could see their 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 offices from here, essentially, and right we, by Park Hill. And we all got to go watch them race at home how many times this year? They don't have a home course. Oh, okay. I just don't get it. 
Great. Because well, so, a lot of the people that work on the team are from here. So, like, if the Broncos won the Super Bowl, but they yeah. spent the entire – they spent 10 months of the year not in Denver playing games, but they had Denver on the front of their jersey, that'd be a big yeah. deal? Listen, I'm not going to go deep dive on NASCAR, okay, because I, I don't know anything don't about it. I don't get why it's such a big deal. Well, I'm going to give kudos where kudos is deserved. A team from Denver won something. Great. Great. Congratulations. I don't know that they're really from Denver. Real quick, stated, stated things right now. This is from Adam on the text line. Mm-hmm. Hey, fellas, just want to say thank you for the Nuggets Pelicans tickets that I won. I took my nine-year-old son, had a great time, great seats, even had aisle seats. I am now looking into season tickets for the Nuggets because I'd rather spend my hard-earned money on what they're trying to do down at Pepsi Center than at the stadium with no name. Thanks again. That's from Adam. Well, invest in home games because when the Nuggets go on the road, they're not the same team. And I don't know how you fix that. The Nuggets on the road last night in a winnable game against the Lakers. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Look at the Lakers roster. Everybody's going to, oh, my Alonzo Ball. Ah. That That is not nearly as talented a roster as the Nuggets roster. It and is not. No. And they blew out the Nuggets last night. A game after the Nuggets put 146 on the board at home. Let me tell you the difference between the Nuggets home and away. All right. Hans and I spoke about this last night post game show. To me, it's very simple. At home, when they hit early shots and everybody gets confident, it's very contagious. Making shots at home where you're comfortable is easy. When you're on the road, you have to grind your way to the rim. You have to make hard shots. You have to work harder for those shots. And they just don't do it. They can't find a way to make the hard shots on the road. They just don't. And until they learn how to win those grind games, they're going to do this. They're going to win at home, and they're going to lose on the road and lose big. It's not losing on the road that really upsets me because normally on the road is hard. It's the way they're losing on the road. The way they're losing. Blown out in Portland, blown out in L.A. Now they go to Sacramento tonight, second night of a back-to-back this is a big game, bigger than you think. No, I'm with you. And you have to win 20 games on the road. Teams like the Lakers are how you get to 20. So now you're going to have to win a road game that you weren't expecting to win because you got to make up for losing to the dog butt Lakers. Listen, Nuggets, you have these fans in the palm of your hand. You just read a text. I'm yeah. They're yeah. right there. They're in the palm of your hand. You're 9-7. and seven. You have a winning record. You are entertaining as hell to watch at home. You gotta win an ugly game tonight in Sacramento. You gotta win ugly. It can't be pretty. Not every win can be pretty. 146, everybody's, oh, everybody's scoring, everybody's scoring. Sometimes you've gotta win ugly. This team doesn't know how to win ugly yet. You understand what I mean by that? I, I'm with you, but it was also, we've gotta discuss the, the ejection of Michael Malone and Nikola Jokic. I mean, it, Malone, I don't know, I think he said after the game, maybe I deserve to get tossed or whatever, but, to throw out Jokic, too, was just Rodney Mott on a power trip. They didn't come to watch you, Rodney Mott. They came to watch a good game between two teams, and you just threw out the best player on one of those two teams for no reason whatsoever. The NBA needs to hold these refs accountable because any chance of a comeback went out the window last night after you tossed the Joker. It was still early in that game. As they say in the NBA, everyone makes a run, and the NBA and Rodney Mond should be appalled and embarrassed that Nikola Jokic was ejected last night. I'd like to say it's just a rare case of an official in the NBA taking... You know, going crazy, but it happens all the time. It is the NBA. 
there are there are vendettas across the board. Every ref has a certain they vendetta need to rein against certain teams. Well, they, they made the mistake never getting Joey Crawford reined in, and he ruined a playoff series. They made the mistake never getting Dick Bavetta reined in. Oh, they made the mistake of not properly vetting Tim Donahue. I mean, this is a joke. And at this point, Adam Silver, people can tell him how great he is. And you know what? People think he's great because he makes Roger Goodell look, or he's so much better than Roger Goodell. But Adam Silver needs to get his officials reined in because that was a joke what happened to Nikola Jokic. While I wholeheartedly agree with you that Rodney Mott lost it, not only did he eject both Malone and the Joker, but on the next series, next possession, he teed up Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. He was going whistle crazy. I get it. That's not the reason the Nuggets lost that game. Now, it's the reason the game ended at that point, because they had no chance of coming back after that point. But they were down 20 when Joker got ejected. But they were down 20 when Malone and Joker both saw the locker room. So I get it. I, I, I know you're you're upset, but don't tell me it's why the Nuggets lost. Don't go there because that's soft. It's not why they lost, but they still had a chance to win if Nikola Jokic doesn't get ejected. That's my point. A chance. A chance. And Millsap hurt his wrist, which is discouraging too. We'll see if he plays tonight. I, Unclear. I think it's, I think you got to keep your head. I really do. I mean, you know, but what, but what did Jokic do wrong? I mean, I don't know. If Why anything, we... it's a tech. It's not an ejection. I mean, it, it, guys tussle with officials all the time. Like that's it's usually like a progression, right? Like okay, it's like okay, I'm gonna give you tech one, and then I'll give you tech two and Tasha. But he out. didn't do anything when he ran into the coach on the floor and got a technical, and he didn't do anything last night. At some point, he's just a repeated victim of circumstance. Well, at some point, the book is out. I mean. He's just a guy who always is in the wrong place at the wrong time and getting falsely accused of things. That's what we're going with? I think what you said is true. The book is out. You know, people know that he's going to complain a lot and he's going to lose it a lot and, and he's going to pay the price a lot. He's trying to work. I totally agree with you. But to eject both guys, I thought was a bit excessive. Okay, but if you have a guy on your team that has that book out on him, mm -hmm. right, and you have a guy on your team that's a little volatile, right? I mean, we we've seen... As great a player as he is, Jokic can be emotional, right? He can get caught. He picks yeah. up bad fouls because he gets upset at himself because he missed a jump shot or whatever. I think your head coach needs to not throw fuel on the fire. Um, I want you to hear something before we go to break because we're going to jump around. We're going to skip around today. Every sport, every athlete, every coach. I want you to hear Vance Joseph. Can you pull that up for me, please, Je uh, the, the Vance Joseph on the soft label? And we're going to play this to break. When we come back, we'll go into more detail. If you don't think the word did not impact both players and coaches, you didn't hear Vance Joseph's comments after the game. You could tell he was stunned by it, and you can also tell he's oh, still thinking God. about it. I'm not, he's I'm not stunned by I'm it? I'm not making an excuse. I'm just telling you his reaction, judging from the way he talked about it yesterday, was one of, wow, they just called me out. My boss just called me out. Now, I'm not saying it's not a allowed or acceptable. I'm just he felt that way. Listen to Vance Joseph on the way to break and when we come back we'll discuss his comments after the game. Elway calling the team, everybody on the team soft. You know, when you've lost five games in a row, you know, and you know, John watched this team every day. He watches every meeting, he watches every practice, he watches every game. So, you know, when he said that, um you know, I wasn't uh, I was initially offended, but um, you know, and in some aspects, he's right, you know, and when you've lost that many games in a row, you have to do things in a tougher manner, you know, and if you're not winning, that's that's an issue in football. Football is a physical, tough sport, you know, so when you're not winning, that that word comes up. So, I'm, so again, you know, I sat back and I thought about what he said, um, 
And in some aspects, he's right. Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results. And you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers changing lives. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. J.C. Dodge Construction understands. It's my home, my business, my investment. No matter what the job, big or small, with all the permits and logistics, navigating the world of construction is challenging. Communication can be daunting, and through it all, you've got your own busy life. At J.C. Dodge Construction, we'll manage the architects, the framers, electricians, plumbers, roofers, and painters to get the job done. J.C. Dodge can act as pre-construction consultants, or we can do what we do best, build. Commercial, residential, and tenant finish. Whether you have a drawing on a napkin or finalized plans. As general contractors, J.C. Dodge Construction can execute your project from design to finish. On time, on budget, and always to the highest of standards. Because quality is how we measure success. J.C. Dodge Construction. Promises kept. Call 720-613-5500 or online at jcdodgeconstruction.com. My daughter couldn't keep up with math in school. It was it was really hard for her. Brooke has an above average IQ and yet she wasn't learning. You're frustrated. You're unable to get those answers and solutions that you're looking for. And you're exhausted because you've gone through every other option. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. We just got through pretty much until we found brain balance. That's when she started to thrive. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. Suddenly things were clicking for her. I would ask him how he did in school and he'd smile. When those things start to click, when those things start to go, it's so exciting. Brain balance didn't just help for Brooklyn, it helped for our whole family. Brain balance worked for my kids. There is hope for your struggling child. Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800-877-5500. Or go to brainbalance.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Overall, traffic is lighter than we normally see. No issues if you're headed to the airport. Traffic is brought to you by Woodley's Fine Furniture. Some slowing northbound I-25 approaching Plum Creek Parkway with an accident. And southbound I-25 is a bit slower. Stop and go between Emerson Street Bridge and about Hamden. Woodley's Furniture and Design Furniture specializing in custom upholstery, solid wood, and the most comfortable leather furniture imaginable. You will not find better built furniture than at Woodley's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Coach, what's your reaction to John Elway calling the team soft? You know, when he said that, um, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was initially offended. 
But um, you know, in in some aspects, he's right. See, I knew this was going to cause a firestorm, win or lose. I just Friday night when those comments were made, I'm sitting next to Brandon Marshall at the game, and I and I bring it up with him, and he already saw the comments on Twitter. He wasn't happy about it. He took it personally. And this is what I'm trying to convince these guys. You can't take those kind of comments personally. I don't think John Elway's sitting in his room pinpointing players and physically saying they're soft. I think the team has gotten soft. That's fair. Very fair. If you take it personally, I, you really think he's looking at specific players and saying, oh, man, you're making too many business decisions on the field. You're not playing with enough tenacity or ferocity. It's a blanket statement for the entire organization. And frankly, I have no problem with it. I just thought it was a poor motivational tool that backfired and blew up in his face and a locker room that was already fractured is now even more fractured. A locker room that already had issues has even more issues. Good. There's nothing wrong with having a fractured locker room when you're three and seven. You should have one. If you don't have a fractured locker room at three and seven, if you don't have people fighting each other, if you don't have people wondering where they're going to play next year, coaches wondering where they're going to coach next year, then there's something thoroughly wrong with your organization. It should be fractured. Why are people walking away from that? It you, should be this you, way. If you win yesterday, Vic, you're one game out of a playoff spot. Okay. One game. Well, but desperate times call for desperate measures. They, they were, he was trying to push a button because this is a team look. We're, we're watching the, the 15 minutes that we all get to see of practice before, uh, before they actually get into work and they're dancing and doing it. You've lost five straight games. It ain't dancing time. It ain't. I mean, we give the Rockies a hard time because they have Shangri-La down in, uh, Scottsdale and they go down there and hang out every year and then they can't win a division title and they fold and fall apart down the stretch during seasons. The Broncos have it cushy. They have it cushy. You've lost five straight games, two of which the last two were embarrassing fashion. You got blown out by the Eagles. You got blown out by the Patriots, and you're dancing before practice. This I mean, is call from, me uh, old school, but that ain't that ain't appropriate in my mind. That is a little get off my lawn. This is from David on the text line. Okay, let's have Hunter Sharp do some more dances for us before practice because Hunter Sharp has done so damn much. David says, "How can VJ be stunned or offended by the soft comment? Has he seen this team lose six straight, two blowout, four losses to weak teams?" He's right. I mean, all bets are off. When you lose five in a row, now six, all bets are off when you lose in blowout fashion. You can be called every name in the book. And guess what? You're going to you're gonna have to take it. This is Pecco. Damato Pecco after the game on the soft label. Uh, I agree, you know, because uh, losing five in a row, that, that's soft, you know. Uh, giving the ball away four times, we, or, you know, how many turnovers we've been giving away, that's soft. You know, dropping punt returns, you know, that's softness. You know, and uh, letting people run on us last week, the week before, you know, that's, that, uh, you know, I believe that's what Coach, you know, Coach was telling us too, you know, and he, and he showed us that last night. And, uh, you know, I feel like today, man, we were out there playing hard as hell, you know. I didn't, I didn't feel too soft today out there, you know. I felt really good. Uh, but, you know, that's just something, constructive criticism that you got to, as a man, you got to take it. And, uh, you know, it starts from the top and, you know, rolls the way down. And, and Coach said it best, you know. He's calling, he called us all that, you know. So we just got to come out here and uh, and keep working hard and get through that. How can you have such disparate views of the same thing? One player will say, yeah, he agrees. Totally soft. Other players will say, we're offended by this. What? Why is that? Why, why are we getting both views in the same locker room? Well, well be, 
or go ahead. No, fire away. It's it's just because it's it, the guys who have gotten paid and have the guaranteed money are are saying how offended they are, and guys who won the Super Bowl are saying how offended they are. Has one guy who won the Super Bowl besides DT? Von Miller that, was fine with it. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should phrase that another way. Has anyone who hasn't won a Super Bowl come out against John Elway? No. I think the people who have respect for authority and realize there's a boss have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. The people who don't, hey, I won. I, the players and coaches won those rings. Okay, dude. All right. Whatever. Yeah. I think Brandon Marshall has a respect for authority problem. I think Brandon Marshall thinks the world revolves around him. But don't you think, and, and I'm going to play both sides here, because I, listen, I don't disagree wholeheartedly, but I'll say this. Aren't you allowed to disagree with your boss if you want to? I mean, they're, sure. they're grown men. I don't men. know if you should disagree with your boss publicly. They're grown men. I mean, well, what are Brandon Marshall's stats this year? What were Brandon Marshall's stats last year? What has Brandon Marshall done since winning the Super Bowl? But, what has he done on but, the field? But, but we what all know if he's I done off you, the field, again, making a lot of headlines. I get that. You don't like that facet of it, but why should he even be playing? He's got a torn rotator cuff. Maybe he should then have shut it off. Okay, but then if he doesn't then play, don't play, but if he doesn't play, you're going to throw that. Why is he not playing? No, I'm not. How do you know that? How do you know I'm going to say that? Who have I criticized for not playing because they're injured? All right, Name so, one. So, so you can't say so I'm going to do that. So you, you don't know that. So you don't give him any benefit of the doubt for playing through an obvious injury. So I guess that's why the softness label is sensitive to him because he's playing with a pretty bad injury. Okay, fine. First six games of the year he wasn't hurt. What the hell did he do in those games? Nada. Nothing. It's a, it, Yeah, I think it's a bit of an excuse. It's, I think it's a bit of an excuse, but we can't say, oh, I, you know, Manchester would have been critical of him if he'd have played. We don't, you don't know that. If Paxton Lynch doesn't start a quarterback this week, if he is not named the starter, I have to ask you guys this question. How bad can he possibly be behind closed doors in the eyes of the decision makers that he's not given the opportunity to take over a three and seven team whose season is essentially lost, who now has a fractured locker room, it seems, whatever the case may be, if he's not starting this weekend at Oakland, how bad can it possibly be? I don't know. It would certainly look to me that he is not very damn good. I also think we may need to look at it and say, how bad are these coaches? How bad are these coaches? How soft are these coaches that they can't come up with something that that is more creative to get – a guy on the field who has, I think we can all agree, he does have physical ability. James, if John L.A. wants Paxton Lynch to start, Paxton Lynch will start. Agree. Forget the coaches. Fine. Forget the coaches. But you gotta come up with something that's gonna work for him, right? Like if they goes out, if, if they go out there against the Raiders and run Mike McCoy's normal offense, which we can all agree is awful, hmm. then shame on them. What's the point? It was like watching Tim Tebow run Mike McCoy's offense against the Lions and they lost 45 to 10 at home. That would be pointless. If you're not going to go out there and run something that is tailor-made for your talent, which you should always do, not just for the quarterback, then shame on the coaches. I mean, if he doesn't play against the Raiders, I don't understand the point. By the way, Brandon Marshall had 39 tackles last year. He has 45 this year. Grand total of 84 tackles since winning the Super Bowl. You know what's funny is I asked Vance Joseph. He's the middle linebacker. A week ago today... Was Will Paxton Lynch play all year was the tone of my question. And it was, I'm not sure. He can only throw intermediate passes. And then last night when he got asked, and we can we can play this down here if we want, on if it's Paxton Lynch time, cut three, Jesse. Here's here's uh, Vance's answer. Changed a lot in six days. I think it's changed all season, to be honest with you. His availability, I mean, it went from 
We have no idea to. Oh, he's the backup quarterback. I know, but a week was, ago today, he told me he wasn't sure if he was going to play all well, year. And he and then outright last lied. Night. He outright lied, too. Yes. That he's only thrown intermediate yeah. passes. That's an outright lie. That's a bold-faced bold lie. He lied to you and the rest of the media and lied well, to Broncos. Well, coach's lie. Just in. Fine. Yeah, it's just not saying he's the only one, yeah. but it was a lie. But here's the new answer six days later. We'll see, guys. You know, we're going to watch the tape and see where we are as an offense. Obviously, he's healthy now. Um, he's He's a young player with talent, so we'll see. Obviously, he's healthy now. When six days ago, you looked me in the eye and told me you're not sure if he'll play this entire season, and now six days later, he's healthy with a month and a half still to go in the oh, season? Yeah. Why are you surprised by this? Because this speaks to a larger issue, Vic. Are you? And go- it's the elephant in the room, yeah. and it's the larger issue of Vance Joseph is just getting told what to do by John Elway and getting told what to say by John Elway, and the retort on Paxton Lynch was we're not sure if he's going to be healthy because they were still in it and now that they're not in it all of a sudden he's healthy and James is right he lied let me tell you guys what's going to happen today because I'm pretty good at predicting these Monday press conferences and what he's going to say are you are you going to be on the Paxton beat by the way yeah I'll go down. okay what do you think the chances are that Vince Joseph today announces a quarterback change on a Monday what do you think those chances are not extremely high it's not going to happen if it happens, it happens Wednesday. Not going to say anything today. They're looking at the tape. They're, watching they're the disappointed. Film. Can't have turnovers. It's the same old, same old, right? So if you think that at 115 he's going to step to that platform and say that the ball now belongs to one Paxton Lynch, uh, keep waiting. It's not going to happen. Now, we all know it should. And if it doesn't, if Paxton Lynch is not the starting quarterback in Oakland, that tells me all I need to know about Paxton Lynch. Now that's one interpretation of it. That's what. That's how I've interpreted Fine. it all that's along. That's how you can interpret it. You can interpret it that because obviously this, these coaches are so good and so smart that they they clearly are reading Paxton Lynch correct because they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Mike McCoy, if he can't figure out a way to, if he doesn't think Paxton Lynch is good enough to play, he's obviously right because he hasn't been wrong since he came back to Denver, has he? By the way, Brandon Marshall. Uh, by the time he gets all of his guaranteed money, he's going to have earned more than $20 million in the NFL. About six hundred grand of that was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So $19 million has been with the Broncos when John Elway picked him up off the scrap heap. Here's something from 1131 on the Might text line. I want to have a little more respect for your boss. 30933. 30933. Vic Pecco is older. He was raised differently. The younger generation is raised differently, treated differently. The younger generation is soft. Ooh, that's a shot at you, H.W. Mm. I don't, it's just, I, you can't blanket statement the younger, it's, I'm just reading I, don't, text. I don't think it's an, yeah, I'm replying to the texture. Hmm. I don't think it's a generational thing. I don't. I don't. If you, if you called me, I'm trying to think, what would be the, what would be the similar notion if you called something, called me soft, or called me what? What would you In this industry? Me? Yeah, what I you, know what the word is. What is it? Lazy. Lazy? That, yeah, would, that would be the word that would offend you the most, probably. There are a lot of lazy people, though. They're happy to be lazy. That's not that's not even close. Lazy and soft, I don't think they go hand in hand. Because soft, soft, you take a shot at my courage. Lazy is just a work ethic. Lazy is like, okay, I, I can be unlazy. But my times. point is we know you're not lazy. But the, so you're not lazy. You did a Nuggets game last night till friggin' midnight or whatever, and then you show up at 7 a.m. this morning. So if someone called you lazy, you'd probably be a bit offended but I'm because trying to you're find, not. I know. So Brandon Marshall is saying he's calling me soft, but I know deep in my heart I'm not soft, so that's why I'm offended. I'm trying to find a similar word to be used among us that offends players the way this word does. I cannot think of one. 
because this one tears at the soul of a player, of an athlete. It does. When Fine. you are, when your courage is questioned, you can't have a stronger word than that. Fine. What is the biggest weakness of this Broncos defense? Two biggest weaknesses. Creating turnovers and playing a little nasty. That would be on there. But the last two seasons, it's been this. Can't stop the run, right? And can't cover tight ends slash running backs out of the backfield. What's What's the position that is most responsible in those two things? Inside linebacker. linebacker. Mm-hmm. Inside linebacker. So, yeah, Brandon Marshall had the garbage touchdown against the Eagles. Fine. When the game was already over. But the last two years, the most memorable things I have of Brandon Marshall are him chasing running backs while they get big yardage and him taking a knee before the anthem. So that's the two things I remember. So you've I don't remember a big play. I don't. You're so pinning all of the Broncos' woes on the linebacker position because one no. of these linebackers had the gall to question no. authority. No, but he has been a major part of the problem. Okay. Tell me the big play Brandon well, Marshall's made. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Tell me problem. Tell me You, you want to know a problem? I'll tell you. It's seven fifty nine. We're going to reset the show in one minute. When we come back, I'll tell you the problem yesterday. And it looked at you straight in the eye, and you didn't even blink. You saw the problem. I saw the problem, Fine. and nobody did a damn and thing about it. I'll Text explain me, when we me, come back. Give me the big Brandon Marshall play. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are on the road, taking on the Kings in Sacramento. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock with the pregame show, getting it away at 7.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Chris, a power impact said to get the most soft. Who? John Elway said that. How do you guys take that when you hear that? I mean, everybody in the organization is kind of how we're playing right now. Do you disagree with what they said, though? I'm, ain't nothing soft in my bones. That is Chris Harris. Again, Chris Harris has the resume and the cachet. So do you, do you apply the same standards to Harris? You, you just said that Brandon Marshall shouldn't be uh, challenging authority like that. What about Chris Harris? Who's played better the last two years, Brandon Marshall or Chris Harris? Oh, so Chris is allowed to say it because of his resume. I just want to make sure we're on, we're on the same page here. I think they called out their boss in different ways. I, don't, yeah. I didn't hear Chris Harris there saying, going on Twitter saying, uh, hey, the players and coaches won that ring. Really? The guy who brought you here, Brandon, had something to do with that, too. Because he brought you here. He brought Chris Harris here. He brought Von Miller here. He brought Peyton Manning here. He didn't have anything to do with that, Brandon? But so the, I, Brandon but Marshall's Twitter tirade last night was much more over the top than Chris Harris. Chris Harris saying, I'm not soft. Fine. I got no problem with but that. But acknowledge this much. Too. There are different rules for different players, which is fine. Fine. There should be. Fine. There should be. Not everyone should be treated equally. Von Miller had the right answer yesterday. He's the boss. Yeah. We're not playing very well, et cetera, et cetera. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Von Miller had the right answer. You guys know the problem with the defense, and there wasn't that much problem. You give up, what, 190 yards, you should win that game 9 out of 10 times at home, all right? 190 yards and you lose? Whatever. But if there were some cracks in the defense, you saw what they were, correct? Why in the hell isn't your all-pro, pro-bowl corner, one of two, on the field, why aren't they all over A.J. Green for the entire game? Why do you have your nickel corner covering A.J. Green? I don't Can know. Can somebody in the city of Denver 
please explain the defensive strategy that says Bradley Roby's better off covering A.J. Green over Aqib Tlaib. Somebody needs to sit me in a corner, pet me, and explain that to me. I don't know. doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm going to get beat, I'm going to get beat with A.J. Green beating Aqib Tlaib or Chris Harris for that time. Time and time and time again. Oh, it's a matchup thing. Okay. Change the matchup. Well, oh, well, you know, you didn't go to his side. Okay. We'll send Aqib to his side. Well, and I think it's also an answer for all the people who look at it and go, well, how can the Broncos go sign a quarterback? They can free up $10 million of cap space if they cut Aqib Tlaib. Yeah, because Bradley Roby's ready to play that role. You know what? They can cut it. Things free up $8.6 million of cap space if they cut Bradley Roby. That's a much better option. Yeah, I tweeted yesterday. Are we sure we want to pay Bradley Roby? Because everyone says, well, next one you got to pay is Bradley Roby. Renew him. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Cut him. but this yeah. is a simple thing, guys. All right, guys get beat all the time. You play the cornerback position, you ain't living if you ain't getting beat. But it's just a quick coaching move. It's just a, it's, it's a coach saying. It's an indictment on Joe Woods. Well, I would agree. Well, who makes that call to say, oh, we're going to stick with Roby because, you know, that's the position he's played. He's, you know, he's, he plays that position and he's played it well. Well, you know, you're playing A.J. Green. They got one freaking weapon. I would assume that's Joe Woods' call and Vance Joseph doesn't either have the cojones or cojones or whatever to step in and say, no, we're going to do it my way. Or he just trusts his coordinator that much and his coordinator's making a bad decision. Their number two receiver is Brandon LaFell. The number three guy is some guy named Erickson. You guys ever heard of Erickson before this game? No, but you play fantasy serves, football? he beat Brad, Bradley Roby too. He did? So, what, again, at what point when you're game planning, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, do you not say, 21, you go wherever the big guy goes, A.J. Green. You go everywhere he goes. Well, why is that hard? It's I mean, not. Yeah, it's not. We have the, this conversation every week, though. I mean, the simple answer is it is not. It, it, they trust all three cornerbacks equally. Well, they, but see, not all people should be treated. Again, I go back. I agree not with you. Not all people. We're, we're in big boy adult table land here. Bradley Roby is not as good as Aqib Tlaib. If he were, he'd be an all pro. He's not. All people are not treated equally, even on the playing field. You know what's so frustrating about it, though? I'm watching the pregame show before Sunday Night Football last night, and they show the playoff picture. And in the hunt at four and six, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. In the hunt. And the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, if you find a way to win that game, you're, and I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs even mm-hmm. if they win it. I don't, I certainly don't think they're going to do anything there, but they're in the hunt if they can beat the Bengals at home. Think of the losses. Think of the losses that Vance Joseph has on his resume. Mm-hmm. First shutout since 1992. First team that's a home double-digit favorite coming off a bye to lose in like 18 years. Got a 50-burger hung on him. Lost to the Bengals at home for the first time since 1975. Yeah. I was two. When's the last six-game losing streak? 1990. I, what's the longest losing streak in franchise history? Does this tie it? I don't know, but I know the last six-gamer was the year I was born. Marty, can you look that up? Longest losing streak in Broncos history. Let's find that, please. Because they mean, are... You tell me, all right, find another game on the schedule because we, we discussed this last night. They're heading out on the road for two straight, right? right they it's got Oakland, Oakland Miami, Miami. And they don't have a win on the road all year. Then they're back here against the Jets. You know what, though? Here's another thing. You haven't won a road game all year. Definition of soft. Definition of soft. Can't go into a hostile environment and win a game. You can't go on the yeah. road when you're playing in front of 20,000 hey, Broncos. You know what I don't want to hear? Is this crap? Oh, well, you know, you can't put... Paxton in the game of the second half yesterday. I mean, they're, they're losing and it's not fair to Paxton or 
you can't put packs in in the game in Oakland. It's Oakland. It's it's a rough. If I hear that crap, I will use the word soft. I don't want to hear any excuses about why you couldn't or wouldn't play Paxton Lynch. Because, you know, the eyes defy logic. If they believe he's that bad, I want to see it with my own eyes. Don't you? Yes. I want to see it with my eyes. Not that I totally distrust everybody, but I want to see it with my... Because there are certain players in practice who suck. You put them in a game and they're different players. Well, and you have a different interpretation of what you saw during training camp than I do. I, I didn't see that. That's not what I saw. I saw him make mistakes. I saw Trevor Simeon make mistakes. I saw Kyle Sloter make mistakes. One guy's mistakes got heightened. I've talked about it over and over and over again. The gif against San Francisco in the in the preseason during Paxton's one start that he's had in two preseasons, one start, and he missed Demarius Thomas on the drag route for an easy first down. We watched that gif over and over and over again. We had to talk about throwing it away on fourth down and putting a mark on the wall in the field house over and over and over again, and we didn't break down every throw the other two guys made in any similar fashion. I don't trust what's happening behind the scenes because you know what? The last time we had this, uh, oh, let me give you an answer that nobody can argue because you're not there. It's when the head coach was hired and they said he's a CEO type and a leader of men. Because you can't argue that because that's not based on numbers. That's based on how was he in the in the interview. And what did we hear? Well, boy, he must have blown John Elway away in the interview. He must have. Well, maybe, maybe not. Therein lies the problem because I, I firmly believe, and I have it on really good authority, that when John Elway refers to his team as soft, He's throwing the coaches in that category as much as he is the players. The problem with that is this. Who hired these coaches? Agreed. I totally agree with you. I you totally think, you know, Remember, you. Vance Joseph didn't come in here and say, I got to have Mike McCoy. Vance Joseph didn't come in and say, hey, get rid of Wade and give me Joe Woods. He did not. He had no role in those decisions. He may have been advised. He may have been told. But he didn't take the job saying, do this or I'm not taking the job. Those things were handled for him. So if you're going to bust down the coaches, and I believe they're going to make some coaches changes, by the way, obviously, today, at some point here before now and the end of the season. Remember what I told you last week when you were all off on the special teams thing? Making those changes now doesn't solve anything. The season's over. So but if they fire Josh McDaniel, solve anything? I know. They did so because there were some other things at play there. I mean, coaches get fired all the time at the end of the season. I know. Sending a message. I'm not saying they won't, but I'm just saying what does it really solve? Nothing. Now, nothing. But there's nothing yeah. to solve. But the coaches... Toast, the right, coaches, that was my point a week ago today to send a message, but apparently we don't want to send any messages. By the messages. way, the special teams unit looked pretty good. They blocked they the They got punt. a field goal blocked. I know, but isn't that it funny, though? It was a 61-yard field goal, I, dude. Those, those get blocked. They, they, tell me the special teams made the better. first one. Did special teams look better or not? They did. Okay. They looked fine. All right. I, I, I thought they were... No, but uh, you know what, Vic? Actually, I'm not going to give Brock Olivo a free pass because his management of the punt return situation yesterday was stupid. They threw a bunch of people out there. I didn't understand that. Yes, uh, because like don't tell us goal. all week. Sunshine's your new guy. Sunshine gets one chance, does a great job, catches the, the ball, gets and then yeah. But then you went to Emmanuel. It just shows you these coaches are in over their head. They can't even stick to what they said they were going to do. The guy gets one chance, and then all of a sudden Emmanuel's back there running backwards. Yeah, so was it fine yesterday when Emmanuel ran backwards? It was just another example of a coaching staff just in over its head. Grasping you made straws. Yes, you made Grasping a decision to go to Sunshine. Stick with your decision to go to Sunshine because he did fine on his first try. 
So no, I don't give him a free you pass. You know what else is soft? block and mismanaging the punt returners does not mean one blocked punt is it gives Brock Olivo a statue all the time. You know what else is soft? The weekend before the draft, being on the beach with Wiener Mama. You know what else is soft? When it's time to sign free agents and guys are on the market and you're in Coeur d'Alene or you're in South Africa or you're in Lake Tahoe or you're in Napa visiting your winery. That's soft. That's soft. So I'm hoping John always including himself in all of this. Well, Vic told me he was. I, he I didn't get that impression. He had a lot of vacation time while he waited on his new cushy contract. When he uses that term, and I started the show with that, and I'll say it again, he's not talking just about the players. It's everybody. You know what's soft? Walking up to the stadium and seeing that damn sports authority still on the side of it two years yeah, after the fact. Pretty soft. That's pretty damn soft. Why? Because it costs money to bring it down. Isn't that soft? No doubt. I think it speaks volumes. I really do. I really think that speaks volumes. Prominently displayed a bankrupt company on the side of your stadium. Soft starts, well, you could say soft starts at the top. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. All right, homeowners, you need to sell that house. You need to sell it fast. If you have a house that is worth money in this market, and every house is, you're going to get paid. You know you will. Troy Hansford will sell it at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive system for marketing these homes, one that is proven to get his clients the most money. In fact, recently he got ten grand more than what the client thought he would get on that house. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. That's 720-900-4433. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Craigman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Craigman and Harris. The Broncos lose to the Cincinnati Bengals now at 3-7. and seven. What is left to play for over the final six games this organization has some tough choices to make we'll tell you what those are and what they should be coming up at three o'clock crackman and harris altitude 950 every weekday afternoon three to six only on altitude 950 you haven't slept in who knows how long you dread going to the mailbox and your spouse just said the word divorce when you owe back taxes to the state of the irs it affects your whole life I've been in your shoes. I'm Jack McDonough, founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions. Years ago, when I owed the IRS tens of thousands of dollars, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I had a knot in my stomach 24-7. You're probably like a lot of taxpayers. You work hard every day at your job or small business. You may own your own home and have a few bucks in a retirement account. Don't let the IRS take it all away. Blackfin IRS Solutions will deal with the IRS and come up with a final resolution so you can get some sleep again. I can help you because I've been there. If you're in Colorado, call the one company who has been in your shoes, Blackfin IRS Solutions. Online at blackfinirs.com. For your free in-person consultation, call 303-904-1450. 303-904-1450. That's 303-904-1450. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. 
Altitude brings you the best Nuggets action all season long. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets hit the court to take on the Sacramento Kings. Make sure to watch Altitude tonight, pregame starting at 7, tip-off at 8. For exclusive interviews, behind-the-scenes action on your Denver Nuggets, like us on Facebook. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com. Altitude Sports, your television home for Denver Nugget basketball. Altitude 950 traffic update. Light traffic around the metro area for the most part. There is a slow patch though on I-25. Traffic is brought to you by Woodley's Fine Furniture. Your speeds are going to drop southbound as you're working your way between the Emerson Street Bridge and Hamden where we're looking at stop and go traffic. Woodley's Furniture and Design Furniture specializing in custom upholstery, solid wood and the most comfortable leather furniture imaginable. You will not find better built furniture than at Woodley's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, we got breaking news on the show this morning, and this answers the question. In the eyes of the powers that be, that would be John Elway, is it the talent or is it the people who handle the talent? Is it the personnel or is it the scheme? Is it the player or is it the coach? Today, one of those coaches paid the price. Mike McCoy fired, according to Ian Rappaport and several others. Ian Rappaport saying that Mike McCoy has been shown the door after another frustrating effort by the Broncos offense. Reaction. Uh, the dream team coaching staff that everybody told me they were assembling in January. Um, and one person said, yeah, that guy that is the only coach to lose to the Browns is part of your dream team. Lasted 10 games. So here's my take on it. Raise your hand if you think Rick Dennison's a great offensive coordinator. Raise your hand if you think Mike McCoy's a great offensive coordinator. So can we blow up the narrative that Paxton Lynch has been chosen by two different coaching staffs? Because the two offensive coordinators that didn't go with him, one got fired after 10 games, and one decided to play Nathan Peterman yesterday over Tyrod Taylor. So two guys who aren't very damn good at their job decided not to go with Paxton Lynch. So let's stop making that an indictment of Paxton Lynch, and let's let his play on the field indict him or not indict him. He may play six games and be awful. So for the record, for the thousandth time, I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm just saying you have to find out, and we burned 26 games not getting there. Hopefully... It's the Bill Musgrave-led offense for six games to see what the kid can or can't do. And if he goes 0-6, well, Jared Goff went 0-7 in his seven starts last year. I'll give him the caveat of I, I don't want anyone to lose their job and this and that. But guess what? Mike McCoy's made a lot of money in his life to be a football coach, and he was really bad as a football coach. I thought the message should have been set with Brock Olivo last week. I appreciate John Elway sending a message to the fans this week that this isn't okay. Sports Authority was dead yesterday. The atmosphere was awful. And even though, Vic, I agree with you, it's not necessarily going to fix anything for this year. Sure. It just, as a fan, makes me feel a little bit better of like at least – Someone is being held accountable for this atrocity that we all freaking watch. Well, again, every I told you when when the word "soft" is used. Remember, everybody assumes it's applied to the players. Case in point, it's not just the players here, guys. Nope. nope, it's not just. It's the ability to adapt. And guess what? The guy on the other side of the ball, he should be pretty wary too. Even though the defense held its own, again, why isn't Aqib Talib covering AJ Green? I don't know. Makes no sense to me. 
By the way, real quick, more breaking news from Adam Schefter on this. Bill Musgrave will be promoted to offensive coordinator. Which makes sense. I mean, yes. you have to have somebody there to call well, plays. you had two coordinators in the same offense, right? You had two guys that are capable of doing the job. Well, so now here's, here's my question. You fire McCoy. You fire McCoy now. Why? Is it simply A, to send a message? Is it B, because you believe that the quarterbacks, the linemen, and the running backs you have in place could have performed better if you had better scheme? Or is it C, because you want to see Paxton and he was unwilling to go there? Well, it, it could be, I think it's mostly C. I'm not sure it's 100% Paxton, but I think you have six weeks. Look, the season's over. Yeah, but right? this is a guy who fashioned an offense around Tim Tebow. Well, he did, but let, let's get back to that. Because did he or didn't he, and how long did it take him to get there? That's that's We all remember the good part of that. We don't remember the bad part of that when they lost 7-3 to three at home with the playoffs on the line against the Chiefs in the season finale. They lost their last three games in that season they, and then beat the Steelers and then got blown out by New England. So four of the last five games in that season were a disaster. But you have six weeks to determine what you have on this roster, right? Is Paxton Lynch a player? Is Devontae Booker a player? Mm-hmm. Are any of these receivers able to step up and be a third guy? Can any of these tight ends play? And you're going to use six weeks getting Bill Musgrave the opportunity to audition for the job. Because you know what Mike McCoy can do with this group. You know it. And it ain't very good. So you might as well spend the six weeks seeing what Bill Musgrave can do and determine, well, two different coaches couldn't get anything out of Devontae Booker. Or, hey, look, we got a little spark when we change things. It's it's putting the last six weeks of the season to use instead of just continuing to burn time. So look, I, I'm I'm upset that they've wasted ten weeks this year. I'm upset with that, or eleven weeks, ten games. But at least they're going to apparently try and put the final six weeks to use, and it gives us something to watch. Is the Bill Musgrave offense different? Do we see something that could be encouraging for next year? Because the Mike McCoy offense, and when they hired him. I went through and show, and told you guys, here's what his offense was ranked when he did not have Peyton Manning, and it was never any good. Wasn't any good with Phillip Rivers, wasn't any good with Tim Tebow, wasn't any good with whoever the hell he had when he was working in Carolina. It, it, there was nothing on his resume other than a one great year with Peyton Manning that made everybody think this was a dream team hire, but that was the narrative everybody went with. Well, and Manchester, you've uh, speculated for a while now that Mike McCoy wasn't willing to dumb down the offense for Paxton Lynch. Uh, I think your speculation on that was spot on because John Elway in that report from Ian Rappaport yesterday morning was apparently frustrated that the offense wasn't dumbed down. Rappaport said Elway was more of an execution guy than an X's and O's guy. Mike McCoy has now lost his job this morning because of his stubbornness to adjust something to your credit you've been hammering Hold on a second. This is a big circle and it keeps coming back to this. This is John's call. He's the guy who went out and handpicked Mike McCoy. He's the guy who saw him and said, hey, let's come back. We think you'll be a great addition. You'll help out Vance Joseph. This was his call, his guy. Well, because John this, saw this the miracles yeah, but this wasn't with Vance, Tebow. This wasn't Vance Joseph upon arrival saying, I got to have Mike McCoy. It never happened right. that And way. John realized he made a mistake and brought in a guy who was far too stubborn and thought far too highly of his own system, and now he's lost his job. Look, I, I, I agree with you, Vic. John Elway made a mistake. John Elway made a mistake. But I give John Elway credit for this. Admit you made a mistake and cut your losses. Right? I mean, the only other, the, the, the worst, what's worse than making a mistake yeah. is refusing to admit it 
and continuing to go down this path for three years because you hired Mike McCoy and you don't want to admit you were wrong. Well, you know what was going to – this was bound to happen this way because I, I heard this a few weeks ago. Why not switch the play calling? Have Musgrave call some of the plays. Dude, if you know coaches, that's not how it works. Mike McCoy's not going to be a secondary hand. He's not going to suddenly say, okay, your turn, you give it a shot. Either fire him, either either cut him and, and get out of the way or don't do anything at all. They fired him. I'm getting this. Excuse me, I'm getting this right now on my Twitter feed. Wow, that was a quick scapegoat move. Well, I guess you can call that scapegoat, but listen, man. What's the worst aspect of this football team? The offense, by far. This is where you start. You have to start here. Let me ask you this. And their offense was bad last year. But was it was it better or worse in 2016 and 17? It was better. It was better. Yeah, and it, and wasn't, it, was, it wasn't very it was good last bad. year. And it was way better than it is this year. This year, it is awful. And I'm not a Trevor Simeon guy. I think that's been pretty well established. He was far better under Gary Kubiak and Rick Dennison than he was under Mike McCoy and Bill Musgrave. He regressed. He was worse. Now, maybe that's because the the battle all offseason took something out of him. Maybe it's because they couldn't protect him. Their offensive line is better this year than it was last year. Ron Leary's better than what they had last year. Garrett Bowles is better than what they had last year. Gary Kubiak coaches circles around Mike McCoy, and Gary Kubiak's offense is antiquated. Will and Fort Collins makes that exact point. Uh, Gary Kubiak could be the Broncos' offensive coordinator next year. What do you guys think about that notion? That's that's so far down the line. I I I believe it's my favorite favorite Confucius. It's just you can cross the same river, but it's never (laughs) the same water. Right? Like, really? We're going to go down that road again? I, I just don't like understand. Boss yeah. John I, I, I don't get that one. I don't I don't get it. Here's I've heard it. I don't get it. You know what that reminds me of? You remember when Dan O'Dowd, uh, when, when uh, Dick Montfort said Dan O'Dowd was one of the best GMs in baseball and then couldn't name all the other GMs, couldn't name like three sure. others? If they hire Gary Kubiak, it's as though John Elway only knows like four guys. Yeah. Well, I got to go hire Mike McCoy. He was once here. Oh, Gary's still available. I'll go hire him. Where's Alex Gibbs? We need this uh, right. offensive line. Right. I mean, maybe he does because he didn't know Mike Malarkey from Mark Malarkey. Maybe he only does know seven guys. I, I don't know. He doesn't bump into him in the at a swanky restaurant in L.A. He doesn't see him at his vineyard in Napa. Maybe they don't vacation in Coeur d'Alene. I don't know. But Gary Kubiak and I look. Gary Kubiak, I think, is a great coach. And he did some, he, the, what he pulled off here in managing Peyton Manning was pretty darn impressive. That I'm telling you, I'm telling you that there, there's, let's not do that again. The reasons why they pulled the trigger on McCoy today, and I'm, I'm going to put three of them in a row for you, and you tell me as we go to break, I want you to think about this and, and please text us on the hotline or on the text line 30933. Was Mike McCoy fired A because, what was my A again? Hell, I've already forgotten. Was Mike McCoy fired today? Message, a message. Was it a message to the team? All right, that's A. C was because he wouldn't play Paxton Lynch. A stubbornness. Stubbornness was C. What was B? God, it was so well know. thought, too. It was great. You know what? Jesse can find it, and we'll replay it to remind you of what I'm you I'm just were so upset that I couldn't think of my three reasons he was fired. They were good. They were really good. They were A, B, and C, and I said it was kind of C, but a little bit of D. I mean, I remember it. I was here. Message to the team. Couldn't get the current players Let to produce or wouldn't play Paxton Lynch. I think that was roughly it. 
If the Broncos hire Kyle Shanahan and keep Wade Phillips, are they three and seven? No. Okay. Could be seven and three. I would agree with you. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Six in a row. Do we need a quarterback change, a coaching change, or are we just beating a dead horse? Because Denver isn't a one-horse town. Comes to McKinnon. He's going to have speed in the runway zone. He's got a man with the latest dog. McKinnon in. Holds up, shoots, and scores! Nathan McKinnon, short side! This is your home of the Nuggets and Avalanche. And it's dumped! Right-handed by Kenneth Fareed! Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. J.C. Dodge Construction understands. It's my home, my business, my investment. No matter what the job, big or small, with all the permits and logistics, navigating the world of construction is challenging. Communication can be daunting, and through it all, you've got your own busy life. At J.C. Dodge Construction, we'll manage the architects, the framers, electricians, plumbers, roofers, and painters to get the job done. J.C. Dodge can act as pre-construction consultants, or we can do what we do best, build. Commercial, residential, and tenant finish. Whether you have a drawing on a napkin or finalized plans. As general contractors, J.C. Dodge Construction can execute your project from design to finish. On time, on budget, and always to the highest of standards. Because quality is how we measure success. J.C. Dodge Construction. Promises kept. Call 720-613-5500 or online at jcdodgeconstruction.com. Get a jump on the Colorado winter. Johnson Auto Plaza and Jeep roll out the Black Friday sales event with exceptional rebates and incentives on all new Jeep models. And better, this Black Friday lasts all month long. Hi, I'm Alan Roach. For almost 20 years, I've touted the Johnson way of doing business as best in class. And in those 20 years, the Johnson family has only gotten better at what they do, turning first-time buyers into lifetime customers every day. Jeep provides the vehicles to tame our Colorado winter. Capable and elegant, the Jeep Cherokee. Luxury and sophistication, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uncompromising, unequaled performance, the Jeep Wrangler. Shop the entire line of Jeeps at Johnson Auto Plaza, the most awarded SUV line of all time. It's your turn to experience the Johnson Advantage and your turn to leave the winter driving anxieties at home. Get your new Jeep where Colorado shops and get it before the snow flies. The Black Friday sales event at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Sam's number three restaurants. The handheld chicken. I'm going to do a smothered burrito. My favorite is the Toro pot. Anyone can pick something off the menu here. Sam's number three. Great. The food's delicious. Huge portions. I've been coming here for over 35 years. Because uh, the green chili's the bomb every time. It's more like home. Sam's number three in a off Havana and Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry and Leedsdale, and downtown 15th and Curtis. The 
Altitude 950 traffic update. Road work has two lanes shut down. Northbound Lincoln between Virginia and Alameda. It's backed up traffic to Exposition. Traffic is brought to you by True Car. Overall, traffic is lighter than normal so far this morning, although southbound I-25 is still stop and go between Emerson and Hamden and slowing behind an accident. Northbound I-25 approaching Plum Creek. With True Car, you can see what others paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a great deal for new or used cars. Visit True Car for more confident car buying experience. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. This is, uh, I haven't been, I haven't been through something like this you know, since I've been in the league. So I went through this in college, and the next year we bounced back. You know, we learned our lessons and, and bounced back, but... This isn't except. This is very unacceptable. This is ridiculous, man. We're going out there and you know we're just like we start a good drive, boom, pick, touchdown, blocked field goal. This is uh, I've never been. I've been through. Yeah, that's Derek Wolf going off, mostly on the offense. And the first shoe drops today. Mike McCoy, according to several reports, fired as the offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos. They will promote Bill Musgrave who will go into Oakland, his former job, and run the team this weekend. Uh, interesting for McCoy now. As a coach, you are hired to get fired in this league. Everybody knows that. In professional sports, you are hired to get fired. He has now been fired twice in 10 months. Once as the head coach of the Chargers, now as the offensive coordinator of the Broncos. Two firings, 10 months. That's um that's not a good stretch. Not no. a good ratio. He made a lot of money in that time. Yes, he has. And I get it. That helps ease the pain. But uh, nobody likes to get canned. Nobody likes to be at fault or the finger pointed at you. So I'm sure it's not an easy day for Mike McCoy. And this is my theory as we go to the hotline here. My theory is this. The Mike McCoy offense, as we have come to find out, is pretty convoluted at times. They like to do that three wide and all that business. Why now? Because they want to make sure that whatever offense Paxton Lynch inherits is one that will give him the best opportunity to shine. This offense, if it's too convoluted for Trevor, for Brock, for everybody else, it ain't going to work for Paxton Lynch. That's why, in my opinion. Let's go to the hotline. We bring in from CBS4, he was in the locker room yesterday, Michael Spencer. Mike, what do you think about my opinion? You think that's why they did it now? Well, I think that's probably uh, a good reason why. If it's not the reason, it's certainly one of them. I think this offense, it hasn't been producing, you know, and, and they know moving forward that they need to see what they have in Paxton Lynch. And you're right. If Trevor can't run the offense, if Brock can't run the offense, Paxton certainly can't run the offense. And so I think that they have not seen the results that they wanted with Mike McCoy and John Elway is making statement after statement after statement, whether it was going back to last week and cutting at a Bali and then cutting Austin, or AJ Derby and then making the statement on Friday that his team is soft and then cutting or firing Mike McCoy this morning. He is trying to get a message across to this team that nobody in that locker room is safe. And I think today was his biggest statement in doing that. It's interesting because I, I get this feeling that they're not done yet. I, McCoy may not be the only name we hear. I, do, do you think it could be more than Mike McCoy? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, that this is – I don't think John always done making statements is the bottom line, you know. And for him to make this now with, what, six games to go in this season, 
I, I don't think he's done. Certainly, it may not be before the end of the year, but certainly in the offseason, there are going to be more moves because this is a big, big calamity is the word that, that comes mm-hmm. to mind in terms of what we've seen from this team this season. And and I think it's a huge statement from John Elway. Hey, look, this is not going to be acceptable. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if more guys uh, get the ax and get shown the door uh, before next season. You know, I think a lot of what John Elway said Friday night, it hit home, and he's not far off. But I think it's the way he said it. I think people would be more comfortable, I guess, if John said, we have all been soft. And he did use the word we, but as in, you know, that was his hire. Mike McCoy was his hire. Vance Joseph was his hire. Everybody, everybody, this has been, his fingerprints are all over this franchise, clearly. So I think people would be more comfortable, Michael, if he took a little ownership of some of the missteps. Do you agree? Well, I think this is the first part of it. You know, I think this is a big statement from John saying, hey, look, we thought this coaching staff was going to come in and do wonderful things, and they haven't, and and so we made a mistake there. Um, and John's not going to fire himself, so he's got to fire the guys who are underneath him. And I think this may be him taking some ownership. Now, will he come out and say that? I don't know. You're right. I think it would be endearing almost to people if he were to come out and say, hey, you know what, we made a mistake, and we're doing our best to change that. He's saying that in not so many words today by firing Mike McCoy. I'll give you one play from the game that said to me, this offense is so broken, it's so ridiculously predictable, it's so pathetic. They ran a flea flicker in which nobody was open. I want you to think about this for a second. The Denver Broncos ran a flea flicker a trick play that usually leads to wide open people down the field that resulted in basically almost a punt because all Brock Osweiler did is just heave it down. When your offense doesn't work, flea flickers don't work. That's how bad it's gotten, Michael. Not only was nobody wide open, the official had to get on the microphone after that play and uh, announce that there was not going to be a flag for intentional grounding. I mean, that's how how bad the play was designed or run was because the ball was 20 yards from a receiver, and even though Brock threw it 30, 40 yards downfield, the official had to come out and announce there wasn't going to be intentional grounding. I mean, what is that? That's that's embarrassing is, is what that is. And that offense was off all day yesterday. Um, and, I mean, you're sitting there and you're like, what is going on? It doesn't make any sense. Vic, I don't know why they're going empty from the four-yard line. Like, I understand the play they were trying to run, but why? Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to be, you know, to rewrite everything that you know about football? Just hand the darn ball off. Mike, my my 73-year-old mother knew that at the four-yard line they were going to run an attempted rub play with the receivers. My mother knew that at fourth and four they were going to throw a slant to the right side. If we see it, we know it. What do you think the opposing defenses think? I would imagine they know it too. You know, I would imagine the guys who get paid on the other side of the football know it as well. And obviously that play, you know, got messed up from the get-go. But but it just doesn't make sense. They've tried to get so fancy. They've tried to get so cute. Just run the ball. It's working, you know, and they've abandoned it so many times in games that they have lost, which I know have been a lot. But but they've abandoned it so many times, especially early in the season. You're sitting there wondering, why is it getting away from what's working? You know, the reason they started the season 3-1 and one was because they were running the football well. They were third best in the NFL at running the football, and then they just decided to stop running it. 
You were in the locker room yesterday, Michael, and players were obviously upset, more so for the comments made by Elway and the game and the results. Some players took it worse than others. Brandon Marshall was not happy. I spoke to Brandon myself. Uh, you, you heard Chris Harris say, there's not a soft bone in my body. And then guys like Demarius Thomas agreeing with Elway. Interesting how you get both sides, don't you? Yeah, I did think that was an interesting dynamic. And you know what? I don't have a problem with what John said. I think, again, he was trying to get a message across to his team that the way they're playing right now isn't acceptable. And it was an interesting in terms of how guys took it and who took it well and who didn't take it well. And I don't know that anybody's going to take that, you know, well per se. I don't know that anybody wants to be called soft, but I think Elway got the reaction that he was looking for. You know, I think he wanted to make guys mad. I think he wanted to put guys on notice. And I know everybody wants us to live in this hunky-dory world where GMs and players in the front office and the guys on the field get along well and everything's great because we're all out there trying to support the Denver Broncos. That's not how it happened, right? Like, these guys have tough conversations, whether it's through their agents, whether it's directly about their play, about what they're doing and not doing well, uh, especially when it comes to contract negotiations. I don't have a problem with what John said. I think he was trying to get this team angry, and I don't think he cares if they're angry at him as long as they're winning football games. Who's obviously, on the show tonight? I I, obviously, he didn't get the result that he wanted yeah. um, when you look at last night. Who's on Xfinity uh, Live? Davis. Todd Davis on the show tonight. Boy, I tell you what, those shows get tougher and tougher, don't they? Dude, get I do not envy you. I do not envy oh. me because I'm in the same case trying to get guests on. Right. When your team is 3-7 and seven and you've lost six in a row, and by the way, we found out the longest losing streak in Broncos history, uh, Marty O came up with the information. It was 19, it, turn on, turn on James Mike real 1967, quick. 1967, nine games. They had a 10 game winless stretch, but okay. that included a tie. Nine games in a row was their longest losing streak. 1967. So that would be 50 years ago. This is downright historic at this point. Historic. Well, you're going to have a fun day, Mike. Have fun with this. Hey, Rick, I appreciate that, man. I'm pumped up. All right, buddy. Thanks for a few <laughs> minutes this morning. That's Michael Spencer from CBS4. I remember those days where all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. I'll never forget the day when John Fox was fired mm -hmm. and, and the entire staff, right? Everybody was fired. I was getting set just like Mike was to do the CBS show out at the, at the, the view house. And it was two hours before the, the show started and I get this text and oh my God, it wasn't one firing. It was everybody gone. Cleaned it. The whole closet was cleaned out, which is why I believe they're not done yet. Right. They are not done yet. We've got, yeah, we've got some breaking news on, on this front too. Um, James, we were talking about Kubiak. Mm -hmm. Uh, a Kubiak has been promoted in the Broncos organization. Clint Kubiak will be promoted to quarterbacks coach as Bill Musgrave goes to offensive coordinator. Okay. That is per Mike Kliss. Um, and like you, Vic, what I'm sure you're hearing, I see you working your sources texting. Uh, Mike Kliss is saying he doesn't think Mike McCoy will be the only casualty, so I would assume it's clean house Monday at Dove Valley. I, I don't have a problem necessarily with the Clint Kubiak move, other than the nepotism of it sort of raises a red flag uh, for me. Well, welcome to uh, I welcome know. to life. I know, I know, I know, I know, and that does, that doesn't mean it's not going to work. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to get too caught up in that. I just think it, there's, there's an interesting lesson to be learned here, because when Mike McCoy was hired. And when Bill Musgrave was hired, most people, fans, media, I'm not going to turn this into a bashing of media, yeah. most people just, oh, this is great, it's so awesome. 
and we didn't critically think about that. How move. would the dynamic work? Right. Yeah. And what is he? What did he really accomplished other than with Peyton Manning? Right. Yeah. What did he do in Carolina? What did he really do with Philip Rivers, who I think well, we all agree is a pretty damn good quarterback? You're, you're overlooking the fact. Mike McCoy's greatest coaching accomplishment was not Peyton Manning. It was Tim Field. Tebow. It was Tim Tebow. I get it, but that was for a six-week yeah. stretch. Yeah. Because after that six-week stretch, they lost the last three games, beat the Steelers in mm-hmm. the greatest moment in Sports Authority field history, and then got blown out at New England. So four of the last five games with Tim Tebow, with Tebow were a disaster, and he's also the guy who had to be taken kicking and screaming to change his offense. Do you remember the game against Detroit when Tebow started? And they lost like 45-10 at home. It was a joke. So there, there were red flags sure. with that. We, we, I think we have to be very careful as we go to break. I'll ask you this question. We have to be very, we have selective memory as fans. We often do. The biggest complaint about the Rick Dennison slash Kubiak offense was what? Well, it's not exotic enough. It's too predictable. It's too right. simple. Right. Oh my God. Can we get somebody in here with some creativity? So what happens? McCoy comes in three wide, all this crazy stuff. Oh, come on. Can you run the ball? Can we simplify the, so what's it gonna take? What, what's it gonna be? What do you want? Do you want creativity? Do you want simple? I disagree with Michael Spencer's comment that the Broncos were running the ball well yesterday. We'll discuss. We got a lot to discuss. We'll also discuss some hockey with Mark Mosier in the nine o'clock hour. Got some things to give away as usual on the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950 is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Talk a little Nuggets. And we've got Nuggets insider Adam Mares all week long. The basketball nut true and true. The latest Nuggets insight and analysis you won't get anywhere else. I'm all Nuggets. I'm all NBA. Mondays with Moe. Tuesdays with Kreckman and Harris. Wednesdays with Vic Lombardi. And Thursdays with Hastings and Brahman. And you hope that that half-court offense is starting to resemble what it was last year because that's what they're going to need to make the playoffs. Adam Mares from DenverStips.com on Altitude 950. Halloween is over. Christmas music is playing. This is the time to start planning your Black Friday Christmas shopping strategy. And when does Black Friday begin? At MedBed Chevrolet, it begins right now. MedBed Chevrolet kicks off the holiday season with thousands in savings on Chevrolet Colorado and Silverado trucks, including 4x4s and 2500s. Get 0% APR financing for 72 months on select 2017 Chevy Malibus and 2017 Chevy Trax all-wheel drives. And MedBed has low leases on all-wheel drive Chevy Equinox and Traverse. Go to MedBedChevrolet.com and click on the yellow specials button. Get Black Friday savings all month long. MedBed Chevrolet on the I-25 corridor departs to 181 Ramp Castle and on I-70 in Wheat Ridge, exit Kipling, exit Ward, but exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. Example, CV 3177 and SRP 24425 plus tax title and fees excludes our model. Not all buyers will qualify. Subject to prior sales. See MedVet for details. Expires 113017. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Guess who's back in town? (coughs) It's me, your old buddy. The flu! (coughs) I can't wait to see you. I'll be all over town this year, even in places you don't expect me. Surprise! I'll be (coughs) everywhere. 
The flu can be serious or even deadly. Don't tempt fate this year. Get your flu vaccine and protect yourself, your family, and your community. For more information, go to fightfluco.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. How not to be a Colorado winter hater? Have a dependable vehicle, be prepared, allow extra time. How to be a Colorado winter lover? Proudly drive a new dependable Ram truck anytime, anywhere. Ram's power and good looks are the perfect antidote for our snow season. Drive with confidence to any mountain ski area. Drive safely through any storm. The time's now to get that new Ram where I've sent friends, family, and listeners for almost 20 years. Johnson Auto Plaza. It's the Black Friday sales event. And no 4 a.m. wake-up call needed for this Black Friday. Come any day, any time this month and save on over 350 new Ram trucks in stock. 1500s, 2500s, heavy duties, and more. There's no better truck than Ram. And no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza during the Black Friday sales event. Welcome winter with a smile. Where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every Every day, north of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. So far this morning, traffic has been lighter than normal and looking pretty good out there for your speeds. Traffic is brought to you by Belco. Just a heads up, you have some road work that has shut down two lanes on northbound Lincoln Street between Virginia and Alameda. It's backed up traffic to exposition. Watch your career thrive with a local not-for-profit financial company that's been giving back to the community since 1936. Get started and learn more at belco.org slash career. Belco, banking for everyone. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You asked the question, who else would fall today? You asked it just now, seconds ago, James Merrill. Well, it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a player. That's what I'm saying. Who else would fall today? It is based on what the new OC determines as necessary. Let me ask you this. The fourth and four ball into the ground that was intended for Emmanuel Sanders. Is that, yeah. the, is that the last ball Brock Osweiler ever threw as a Bronco? Could be. And I, you know, the we, team captain was on the sideline wearing a hoodie. We've all tried to dance around. Oh, Brock's played pretty good. He threw a pick in the end zone last night that got run all the way back. Should have been a touchdown. The guy doesn't yeah. fumble the ball. That was weird. I mean, that's at least a 10 point swing there. That's on the quarterback. That's a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, to me, he, I like Trevor Simeon as a backup quarterback. I do. Yeah. I, I think he's a long-term answer backup quarterback. Brock probably is not. That That's a guy you could see. Yeah, okay, that's well, a that's a drum I've been banging of why are you carrying three quarterbacks. Why yeah. are you cutting A.J. Derby when your tight end situation is disastrous? You should trim from three to two quarterbacks. Well, the A.J. Derby wave, I, I the way I analyzed it and the way it happened on Saturday was Strictly them saying we're going to start running the ball more, and that's what, not what he does. He's a catch catching tight end, right? So we're going to run the ball more, and what do they do? Close to the goal line, they go three wide. But, okay. here, but here, if you miss the news, if you miss the news, Mike McCoy, according to several reports, has been fired this morning. He was told by Vance Joseph his services will no longer be needed. Fired as the OC of the Denver Broncos. They promote Bill Musgrave. He will handle the play calling this week against the Raiders. But here's what I want to say. Let's go back to last January. Okay. When I was right and everybody else was wrong. Last February. When I was right. And the reason was why Mike McCoy became the offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos because they hired Vance Joseph. You go get a defensive-minded coach, 
who's not going to run the offense. Now suddenly you need a big name or a proven commodity to run your offense. That's why they go get Mike McCoy. If they make another decision, if they go hire Kyle Shanahan, Mike McCoy is never even in the equation. He's never even mentioned as an offensive coordinator. Well, you, 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 you've got most of it. The other part of it was letting Wade Phillips go. But Wade Phillips, as we've come to find out, was gone before the season even ended. I know, I know, and I get that. That, bur- that bridge had been burned. But if Wade Phillips was on the staff and you had a guy, Joe Woods' is first it time af- he's a defensive coordinator. It affords coordinator. you to go get a coach that perhaps has an offensive lean. Correct. You have to have somebody on the staff who has had a job that's higher than their current job. Otherwise, it turns into the second year of Josh McDaniels when everybody on that staff, it was the it was the highest job they'd ever held. That is a recipe for disaster. So that's why they went and got Mike McCoy. But I I, I don't think this is the last coaching change. I think the I think the rest of the staff yeah. has six weeks to get themselves the to keep themselves a job in twenty eight. And, and let me say this is why when you asked last week why isn't Brock Olivo fired because I think this is how they view it. Brock Olivo is coaching these guys up, but the players are making ridiculous mental errors. Mike McCoy simply didn't have the vision to run an offense the way they saw it fit. That That's the difference between why one was fired and why one was not. Agreed. And then I think Jeff Legwald, who I like to give a hard time, but Jeff yeah. Legwald nailed it too. They don't really have anybody else on the staff to run special teams. They had Bill Musgrave sitting there who can run the offense. Yeah. I mean, but you, you got to have somebody to take the job. The, the, the difference between the two, they believe in Bronco Levo's philosophy. Sure. They don't believe in Mike McCoy's. And that's why one was fired and the other one still has a job. And it's shame on John Elway for ever believing in it, but it's kudos for John Elway for at least, you know, pulling the ripcord yeah. and getting out of this thing because it was obvious. If there's working. one thing you have to admire about John Elway, it's this. He, he ain't, he ain't afraid to, he ain't afraid to shake it up. No. And, and he's never been afraid to, sh- he will, he will make a move far faster than most teams will. He, I think he learned his lesson when he didn't fire John Fox after Super Bowl 48. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to. And, Will, you and I were doing a, a weekend show, and that contract took forever to get renewed, to get extended. And we kept saying, why? What's going on? And it's because John Elway didn't want to renew him. If Gary Kubiak would have taken the job that year, John Fox would have been adios. And John Elway also was a relatively new GM at the time and knew firing a coach who just took your team to a Super Bowl may not have been the, his best look, even though he wanted to do it. All right, real quick, before we get to the sugar fix. Michael Spencer said the Broncos are running the ball well yesterday. Devontae Booker, 14 carries, 44 yards, 3.1 average. C.J. Anderson, 13 carries, 37 yards, 2.8 yard average, and a fumble. They weren't running the ball well yesterday. They were they just running, not well. They were running. They were running, they running well. Yeah. Sugar, please. I need it this morning. My God, do I need it. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. <laughs> sugar slam. Shake that. Marty, I was in the mountains over the weekend, and they're still talking about your crazy wedding that raged. Oh, really? Yeah. I wish they'd stop. I mean, it got nuts, apparently. You got people from all over the front range going to your wedding. What in the world were you doing in the mountains? Oh, I had a speaking engagement. You were in Breckenridge, though, right? Breckenridge. Right. I was in Vail. Even wow. in Vail, they were talking about your wedding. Wow. Well, that's where the mini-moon was. So. That's how far it stretched. All right, so you went from Breck to Vail? Yeah, that's yes. right. By the way, the ski resort's still not open, right? It was The mountain was closed. That place is desolate when they're not skiing. 
Okay. I mean, no one's in the street. No one does anything. It's kind of nice, right? I don't Get away, know. I guess. Bit. Yeah. Go on, Marty. All right, uh, turning 32 today is uh, Greg Holland. How do you think he's celebrating his birthday? Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to be frisbee sliders. He's going to be a rich man no matter what the Rockies do. He's going to make his money. That's what's crazy about pro baseball. He's going to make his money. Hey, we here in Denver are like, no way, no way. Someone's going to pay him a lot of money. Wild card game is 8-7 to seven in the bottom of the eighth. They've got Fernando Rodney coming in, and they've got Greg Holland throwing frisbee sliders. So that's what he'll do to celebrate his birthday. He's only 32. 32. Wouldn't you swear he was pushing 40? He looks older, doesn't he? Does he does look yeah, older. I don't know if it's that the beard or what, but God, he looks older than 32. Uh, Carrie Strug turns 40. You may re- remember yeah. her from the 96 Olympics when she landed that, that vault thing. You think she was ever labeled soft? She like broke her leg yeah. and still vaulted? And she had to go. Yeah. She had to land it. On a broken ankle, right? Well, we assume it was broken. We don't know the extent of that injury. That's she has some sort of stress fracture in there. That's impressive. I do I do have a little girl that's a gymnast, so I know the kind of stress these girls go through. That was very impressive. Nothing you, soft You got there. a broken leg and you're doing the vault. I'm just going through my time hop. A week ago today, or, week, or sorry, a year ago today, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted that uh, Tony Romo will have a say in where he's traded in the offseason, and he has an eye on the Broncos. It didn't turn out. Go right. on, Marty. This one is for uh, Vic and James. Will and I will be on the sideline for this, but Bo Derek turns 61. Oh, Bo Derek. Movie 10. 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Martin Short? No, Dudley no, Moore. No. Dudley Moore, that's right. Dudley Moore, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jim Moore. Just wait, wait. No, you okay. guys should just Google Bo Derek 10 and tell us we're wrong. Sure, it'll be riveting. Okay, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, but it's different today. Back then, back then that was like scintillating stuff. Yeah. Today it's nothing. Today it's something you get on the second page of the sports page. Correct. Oh. There's, there's actually an ad in the sports yeah. page. I, I didn't say much more revealing. Yeah, racier that's than more Bo revealing than Bo Derek. I didn't realize Bo Derek was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I wanted to say Bo is a lady's name. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you've never heard of Bo Derek? No, I have not. How is it, Vic, that you... Like, oh, I've so heard weird. of people that were popular before I was born. This always just shocks me. I, I literally thought Bo Derek was some Did dude. nothing happen before <laughs> you were born? Bo Schembechler, or however you say his last Schembechler? Yeah, he was only before you were the, born. Only yeah. legend. I've heard, heard of that, Bo. Oh, my God. All right, name, name all the great Bows, really quick, off the top of your head. Jackson. Bo Jackson. Derek. Bo Derek. Bo Schembechler. Bo Bridges, different spelling. Yes, B E A U. Uh, boy, that's about all I got. Bo Jackson, Bo, probably number one on that power ranking, right? Is it Scafe or Scafe? Bo oh, yeah. Scafe. Yeah, he played at Mullen and then yeah. at Texas. Yeah. What about yeah. Bo Diddley? Ooh, Bo Diddley. Good job, Jesse. What about got... Bo Cephas? Marty, do you have any Bows for us? Dwayne Bo. That loser. Okay. Mm. Go on. It's Riddick Bo. <laughs> Jim Mora turned 56 yesterday, and uh, he was also let go by UCLA on the same day. He was fired on his birthday? Yeah, pretty rough. That guy made a lot of money for nothing. One of the all-time jerks. Was he really? Huge. You know what he is? He thought he was his dad, and he never was. Guys Mm -hmm. like that who think, oh, you know, I'm I'm Mora's son. You you don't deserve the same praise as your father. You have to earn it. He, uh, when he was coaching the Falcons, they were in Denver, and they were introducing the uh, Falcons starting lineup. And there's a guy that's over there, like, you know, telling them when to go and when not to go. And just a volunteer guy. Doesn't get paid. And somehow he made Jim Mora mad 
And Jim Mora, two hands to the chest, shoves this guy, volunteer guy, before the game. Are you serious? Absolute jerk. Well, I'm glad he got fired on his birthday. Me too. Then. All right, hard-hitting stuff here. 1965, Pop-Tarts are invented. You know what? I used to be a big Pop-Tart guy until I figured out just how caloric they really are. And you have one of those suckers. You don't have to eat for a week. It didn't like just kind of dawn on you right away that this probably isn't the healthiest no, item. No, because when you're young, you just eat stuff to taste good. Doesn't yeah. matter. They're like eating sugary cardboard. It's like eating a large piece of sugar. Pop-Tarts, and I know people like them because they're nostalgic. Pop-Tarts are an awful product. That's that's an awful product. More of you a know, toaster strudel guy to- myself. Toaster, toaster strudel guy, is got money. I got so lazy with Pop-Tarts, I wouldn't even toast them. i just open them up and eat them. You know, my dad puts butter on his Pop-Tarts. Oh, Jeez. my God. <laughs> that was, was one of those things I thought bacon? was normal until I got to college and I did it. And everybody's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty gross, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, this day in 1990, the Sacramento Kings win their only road game of the year. They went 1-40 and 40 on the road. Wow, really? 1-40. and 40. What yep. year was this? 1990. 1990 Sacramento that. Kings. They went on to lose 43 straight road games over the course of two All right, seasons. Let's, let's try. Let's try, to name, let's try to name one member. Of the 1990 Sacramento 1990. Kings. This is way back machine. Here. Was Mitch Richmond on that team? He nah, played with the Kings I, for a while. I, I think, I think about that was, Reggie Theus. That was, was he still playing? Pre, I was going to say Reggie Theus was, was... Oh, man. Rick Adelman. Did he ever play basketball? He coached the Kings. Right. Yes, he coached the Sacramento Kings. I'm just trying point. to get a point of reference time-wise. Who would have been on that Kings team? G- give me some Raymond roster names. Tisdale. Wayman yes. played for the Phoenix Suns, and then yes, That's yes, it. he was yeah. traded. He was traded from Sacramento to Phoenix. Good job. All right, give us a couple other names. I got off Bill that Wennington on there. Ralph <laughs> Sampson. Wait, wait, Ralph, Ralph Sampson? Sampson? Ralph Sampson. Are you kidding me? Wow, wow. Heard that year, what? But uh, Rick Calloway, Steve Coulter. Steve Coulter. I remember Steve Coulter. <laughs> Travis Did Steve Mays? Coulter have the like mini fro? Yeah, He's walking around. Like yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this day in 1999, Jeff Conine was traded from the Marlins to the Royals. He was the last original Marlin to be dealt from the team. I ask you, who was the last original Rocky to be dealt from the team? Ooh, the last original Rocky. That was drafted in the expansion draft. Joe Girardi? I'm going to go Dante. Well, I wait, Eric Young. It was uh, Kurt... Lascanic? Curtis Lascanic. Curtis Lascanic, Lascanic, Lascanic yeah. yeah. Traded in 1999. Do you know who the first Rocky was? Burke? No, he was their first draft choice, but who was their first pick in the expansion draft? Need. Need, yeah. David, David Need. Need. Yeah. I got a need for speed. Remember that poster? Yeah. Mm. Okay, 1997, AC Green plays his 907th consecutive game, breaking the record of 906. Ends up with the record of 1,192. Um... Pretty impressive stuff there. Now, there's a guy who played with an edge. Say what you want about A.C. Green. Mm-hmm. He, you knew where A.C. Green was on the court at all times. You know what? We talk a lot about how the Nuggets need a guy that kind of does the dirty work. Yeah. Think about that team. The high-flying Showtime Lakers. And they had glue guys. First, it was Rambus. Sure. And then it became a guy like A.C. Green. Yep. He wasn't a great scorer. Needed I bet they guys never like ran a play for A.C. Green. Never. Ever. Did the dirty work. But every team, started on those every teams. team needs that. Yeah. You're exactly right. All right, last thing here. 1982, one of the most famous plays in college football history happened. Let's have a listen. Rodgers along the sideline. Another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield. They tried to do a couple of... The ball is still loose as they get it to Rodgers. They get it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. 
Sounds like they're in a spaceship. Uh, that's about how I was yelling at my flag football game mm-hmm. yesterday. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, that's a great finish in the. What do they call that game? The Cal the game. Stanford. It's just the game. The game, and they call that the play. Jeez, that's a little. You know, the losing quarterback was John Elway mm-hmm. in Correct. that game. Cost him a uh, trip to what would have been his only bowl game yeah. as a college player. Hard to believe he had never been to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Are we done? Uh, that's it. That's thank you, Marty. Hey, Pretty thank good you job for Marty. He's only working two days this week, so he kind of went all in. Tough week for you, Marty. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, two days. It's the first thing Will said when he walked in. Ooh, it's going to be a tough week. Got three days before Thanksgiving. I'm not sure how I'm going to get him in. Good luck with that. 